Welcome, everyone, to episode 40 of the Looks Like a Movie podcast. We are back from covering non-struck work now that SAG-AFTRA and the AMPTP have reached a deal ending the strike. So in celebration, we're going to be catching up on celebration. some 2023 that drink. releases. <laughs> um, later in the episode, we're going to give updates on our favorite and least favorite movies of 2023. But we're going to start by going through some of the releases that we haven't been able to cover for the past couple months in a bit of a, a rapid fire format. I've got my I got my phone here. I got a little timer. We're going <laughs> to talk about one movie at a time for 60 seconds. And when we reach the 60 second mark, I will tell us to stop. So we get 60 seconds to talk about around 13 yeah. movies, technically 17 movies, but four of them are Wes Anderson shorts. We're going to we're going to bunch those together. All right. Um, don't be afraid to talk over somebody. Oh, yeah. brother. Yeah, we we got to squeeze in as much as we can. Yeah. Are you guys ready to, to jump into the first one? Okay. I guess. I wasn't ready. Uh, what did well, you think I mean, was going to happen on a podcast? <laughs> uh, what do you need to do to get ready, to Owen? Talk, what? man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we're starting with your favorite movie of the year. First movie on the list what? is Barbie. Um, <laughs> I will start the clock in three, two, one okay <laughs> so i thought barbie was really fun when i first watched it but then as more time and like time separates i'm like the politics of the movie are really bad but i think that that's um i'm just 10 um uh number it was really cool and i think that margot robbie's performance is really good yeah i, I agree with the margot robbie performance feel like the strike's been on for a decade man that movie came out <laughs> yeah, so long ago so holy yeah. shit man wait until you find out what the next movie on the list is oh, but no uh, i agree with the politics stuff it's a little bit messy i still think it's pretty fun i think i would watch it again and still have a good time and laugh a lot but i think my general takeaway from it is that it's the weakest of the three greta gerwig solo directing projects. for sure i, for I sure. fear for yeah. that that uh that narnia family. movie Oh no, gosh! Wait until we get to the new. You're just spoiling oh, the whole episode, aren't you? I feel I feel like we've seen the best out of Bombach and Bombach and the Bombach Gerwig family. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about him, man. What is going on? It's all downhill from here for those <laughs> two guys. What is, what is going on? And that's sixty seconds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next movie, as expected, used, is going to be make real movies. Oppenheimer. I will start the timer in Jesus, three. Yeah. Two, I mean, these one. I'm just going to get it right out of the way. Oppenheimer is my favorite movie of the year. We'll talk about it a little bit later in the episode, but I think it is perfect. And now today, like as of recording, we're getting all these fucking Oppenheimer clips on Twitter for yeah, some what's reason. What's up with that? Oppenheimer. It's like the best day of my life. Because it's on digital. Yeah, I've been watching oh, okay. every single clip, just like amazed by how good it is. I can't yeah. wait to watch it again. Oppenheimer's so guys great. in that movie. So, so many, many great guys, guys in that movie. <laughs> so it's kind of a, it's a triumph in editing. Uh, it's like it's really kind of like a sensational movie. Uh, I think that I'm not as high as as a lot of people, but it's it's. I mean, what can you say? It's kind of like a self evident yeah. piece of work. I'm like, watching, Josh Hartnett is back. Josh I'm watching the clips, and I'm like, if it doesn't get best picture, like you know, like. Some people get annoyed about the, the whole like best picture is. thing where it's like the front runner. They're like, oh, well, I don't want to see the front runner. Went. Like this is like I'm back in the front runner this time. Like they give yeah. the shit best picture. <laughs> well, especially since like it's it such like a, a moment picture. culturally and everybody likes it. Like nobody dislikes Oppenheimer. It feels like. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's fantastic. I did um, like Killian weird. Murphy. Killian Murphy's going to win an Oscar <laughs> and we're out of time. But um, okay. I had to squeeze in Killian Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, Paul Giamatti. Next up, we have... <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant oh. Mayhem. Okay. Uh, this is Three, really fun. Three, two, oh. one. Go ahead, Owen. Say what you're going to say. I don't say. know. This movie's really fun. I kind of forgot about this movie, which is like, uh, has something not to a, do with Not a great sign. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, I mean, it's not like a world breaker or a world changer. 
but I think for what it is, it's really fun. And I think like if you're going to take a, your kid to a movie this year, this is one of the best ones you could have taken your kid to. See. I agree. I think it's very funny, and I think it's like well yeah, animated. I like I don't think there's I a think single the chemistry like, among issue. the. I don't have an amazing. issue with it. It's just for what um, yeah. it is. It kind of is... amazing voice acting yeah, from all around. Actually, from like top to bottom, amazing voice acting. I think I think it's really cool to like have kid actors and just like let them have a say and like them having fun and how that translates into the movie. Yeah, I think yeah. I never saw that Good Boys movie, but it feels like Rogan has been kind of working on this that. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I'm, it might be bad. But I'm just saying, like, Rogan's kind of always had this idea okay. of, like, hey, let's, let's, let, let's let kids be kids, and that yeah. will actually, like, lead to good child performances, which I think is, like, yeah. obviously... A good and that's idea. 60 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be more fun just, like, not... Because you guys can't see the timer, so it's more uh, fun to just be able to cut... We should do this every off. episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, next up, which we were talking about before we started recording, is Bottoms. Three, two, one, Bottoms. Oh, this I movie this, like, looks like shit. <laughs> um, I love this movie. Yeah. This is one of my favorite no, movies I of the do year. think it like it does look kind of bad, but it looks like I think bro. I funny. was watching Bottoms, and I was kind of excited because everybody, you guys hyped it up so much, and everybody else hyped it up so much. I'm like, this movie looks and feels like a fucking amateur, like like ten thousand dollars student yeah. film. I'm yeah. like, what and the you fuck? Know what? I don't fucking care. Like, <laughs> shit is so funny. Oh, I know. <laughs> like, it's like it's like annoyingly shot, but I actually somehow like it the, doesn't bother me. Which Everything is, outside of the why. writing and performances feels so amateurish. It's crazy to me. It's like I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, I almost think like the stoop, like the comedy, kind of makes me like feel less inclined because there's movies that are shot really bad that like ruins the movie for me. But yeah, for some reason, like this doesn't. Like yeah, when I watching, I'm like, oh, I would shot. I like when watch <laughs> when watching bottoms. I was like, oh, I'd shoot this differently, but it didn't yeah. affect me. Like I, I did think that like during the movie, I like, and oh, like, especially seconds. on like third watch. Oh, I was like, oh, Jesus I Christ. Differently. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, next up is the Kenny Brana picture. Oh, oh yeah. Three, two, one, go. I know. Let's go. Kenny B, man. Uh, I think this movie's all right. I think it's better than the first two. Uh, I think Kenneth is a better actor than director, and I like seeing him act. He's better in Oppenheimer, though. I think yeah. he's pretty good here. <laughs> I think this movie's fun. It's a little haunted house movie. I um, saw it on the biggest screen I could possibly see it on. I think it's cool. I think it's fun. I don't think it's anything yeah. like crazy that it. I got an IMAX I, release. I think of yeah. the the her how how the fuck do you say his name Hercule Poirot. However, sure, the fuck you sure, say sure. His name. Out of that series of movies, this is the best one. This one's yeah, fun. I do There's agree. Like some actually I, um, cool stuff in here. I think um, well, the thing with with Kenny for as a director or just guys kind of a, as a shotsman. I think he tries a lot of things. I think a lot of them are ugly. I, yeah. I think it's kind of like he's just kind of trying a bunch of different angles. And some of them are like, oh, that's really cool. And then the next shot is like the ugliest thing I've ever seen. So I don't think he actually, I don't know. It's and a weird you're done. situation. Okay. Next up. <laughs> I didn't is, see it. Yeah, Doug did not see that movie. Uh, no, this next works. Like, I like to be being cut off because I'll just read yeah. it. Next up, we have, uh, and and get ready, get yourselves ready, because we have to fucking squeeze this into a minute. We have the four Wes Anderson shorts oh, in Jesus three, go, Doug, two, go. 
One, go. <laughs> a strike of genius. Well, the greatest living filmmaker strikes again. It seems like, uh, I mean, what what is there to say about it? It's like like kind of like a perfect adaptation of some like really brilliant children literature. Um, it's like endlessly creative and inventive in ways that I didn't know Wes could be. It's uh, it's it's it's, it's really think, like a masterwork. Like, I do think we have to, in the span of this minute, say what each of our favorites of the four are. Um, poison. If you yeah, poison. I know you really poison? Like poison. You really yeah. like poison too, Alan? Those are both your favorites. Yeah, I I just put it in my oh well spoilers for later, but it's in yeah. my top ten. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Mine <laughs> mine is the Henry Sugar one. Um, yeah, but I like poison a lot. Yeah, because um, Henry Sugar is like the centerpiece. You're anti-short yeah. film, so that's a long. Well, one. that's not really a thing. That's true <laughs> at all, actually, but. Um, no, but these are amazing. It's like poison is some of his most like and like visually inventive stuff of his entire career. It's it's remarkable. It's su- it fucking sucks yeah. that it's Dev Patel and Dev Patel's amazing. amazing. Yeah. It should be in every Wes Anderson. It movie should be in forever. every movie. It sucks that yeah. this is and on. we're out of time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I could have done another two hours. Find, yeah, find out on. next. Find out next week when it's on when Doug finishes his sentence. <laughs> um, okay. Next up. We have one of Owen's favorite movies, The Creator, in three, two, one, go. Uh, there's a Radiohead needle drop, John David Washington. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen sure. this one too, right? I think yeah, I it's it. really yeah, pretty. Okay. I think Gareth Edwards uh, has like a visual talent. I think the script's kind of like yeah. If he can know, find okay. a writer, if he can find a writer, he might make garbage. a movie. Yeah, I don't really give a fuck because <laughs> it works with me emotionally and it looks yeah. cool. It does look cool. Oh yeah, yeah. It's something a movie I find really that emotional gets like is when none significantly. Of the makes sense. Yeah, well, I was gonna say the movie is gets <laughs> significantly better probably if you watch it on mute. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, it looks uh, great. I think we're all it, in agreement that it looks great. Yeah, I mean, I think it's objectively a very good-looking movie. I think Gareth Edwards making Rogue One and then just being like, "All right, I'm going to just do my own thing." Because I think him learning, like, he just there's obvious like Star Wars riffs, but I think that like his fucking version of the Death Star is so menacing. And you're done. Watch- okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, having, I'm having so much fun with this. Why is it? It's always me. Okay. Uh, next up, we have the tenth movie in a franchise, Saw Ten. In oh. three, two, one, go. Um, this is a whole lot of fun. This yeah, is like a fun. lot of fun. Uh, I've never uh, seen a movie. It's uh, it's Owen cool. Not seen this, right? I think no, no, no. I think that the uh, that the death scenes and stuff are cool in it. This one's this one. The structure, the narrative structure of the film is a little bit more traditional. Uh, yeah. I, I would say than um, traditional and broader than some of the other Saw movies. Um, it, uh, it has, uh, I don't know, but it, it, it's cool. I, I think it's one of the better Saw movies for sure. Yeah, um, I think the fact that they make him just like a cute little old guy for like the first 40 <laughs> minutes of the movie is one of the best things ever. Like he's just this sweet old man and then he's like sketching how he's going to like make traps and kill people people. yeah Yeah. (laughs) and it's and he's like fucking adorable and then i'm like crying by the end of the movie i'm like what the fuck is going on yeah this Um, one's a lot of fun i love the needle drops of the score in this one Uh, i got a haircut the other day and i was telling the guy who cuts my hair about it shout out him if he listens to the podcast i don't think he does but (laughs) but i was telling him to go watch this movie um so i guess everybody listening should watch it too and we are out of time okay next up I think we are all in agreement. Well, actually, Owen hasn't seen this, I don't think. But everybody in the world might be in agreement. One of the worst movies of the year, The Exorcist Believer in three, two, one, go. Uh, this garbage. Sucks. This shit is garbage. Like, it is not only disrespectful as a follow-up to an Exorcist movie, it is 
equally disrespectful and maybe like borderline offensive as a standalone movie by itself it's um, like the, it's like like it's the like bad the decisions craft, don't end <laughs> like like the craft is, of cinema is so sloppy in this movie yeah, it's kind of I mean, like the it's entire a... like final 30 minutes of like exorcism stuff is like boring garbage like it's not even interesting <laughs> like, it's one thing to have a movie with a terrible script it's another thing to have a movie with a terrible script helmed by an awful director yeah and that's what this fucking, feels like it opens like, on an earthquake in haiti like the natural disaster <laughs> in haiti they like oh and then of course the thing i talked about in my review that pisses me off the most is that they're i mean they make like awful fucking disgusting caricature of homeless people and then like yeah. shit, shit on them for like 20 minutes and, and then they have no purpose in the story movie. yeah, yeah it's, it's a, a really very cons conservative and there's also like the, this whole and abortion thing oh uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's such a wild place to cut it off <laughs> um, okay next up we have martin scorsese's killers of the flower moon a massive three-hour movie to talk about in one minute and we will start in three two one go it's good hot take it's a Great. good movie yeah <laughs> it's very movie. good um, um marty I, I, i'm gonna say i'm gonna go out on a limb and say it is not his most important movie like a lot of people no. are just like like yeah. confident blaring out there important, but i think oh. the reason why people bring that up is because it mixes like some of the things that he puts into his movies like his mob style like that type of yeah. stuff with like him maybe kind of looking back and reflecting on his past work and centering different people in a story in a way that's important. But uh Owen, say something. <laughs> <laughs> uh I think it's okay. I think it's solid. It's it didn't I wish I liked it more. Real. I, <laughs> I watched it a second time and I liked it a lot more after watching it twice and then thinking about it more and like yeah. reading some other like critics uh, I thinking think I think it's the way and it's got three of the best performances. I like the way it ends. And yes. I think the way it ends is like the most interesting part. Yeah, me. the way it ends is great. Uh, Lily Gladstone deserves an Oscar and hopefully she gets one. I love yeah. just De Niro. I think I just yeah. like De Niro. What else do you love? You can't tell us because we're out of time. Uh, <laughs> next up, we <laughs> have <laughs> <laughs> next up, we have the, the blockbuster hit of the past month, Five Nights at Freddy's in three, oh, two, Freddy's. one. I don't. You didn't see this yet, dog, right? No, I haven't seen okay, it. I literally just posted a video about a this, um, <laughs> saying how bad it was. But yeah. I kind of talked about it that it's it's for people who like lore of horror movies, but don't like watching horror movies. Uh, yeah. But I also mentioned that there is no like lore in this movie. It's just referencing lore that you would know if you played the games. Yeah, it's yeah. referencing so, like MatPat videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not. So I, I mean, my big takeaway it's is that Easter it's not egg for movie. me. Yeah, like, it's, an Easter egg movie. it's an Easter egg movie for mo people who don't like horror movies. Yeah, which is like, I don't. I just. I don't I, think it's the worst no, movie. It's a of the weird year. I think it's really audience that the people who like this are going to really like this, and I don't think anyone else is going to care for it. That's yeah. like the, I, no. Yeah, I agree. I compared it to Josh Hutcherson, though. I think is a solid actor, and I think could be in good movies if people yeah. allowed him to be in good movies. Yeah, but maybe it looks like day. his career is not. Uh, you know, leaning that way. Yeah, getting paid, anyway. Though. Uh, we're done. That's sixty seconds. Yeah, grab that uh, bag, Josh. Next up, we have. Anatomy of a Fall in three, two, one. Me and Doug have seen this one. Uh, it's okay. Uh, I really? think that, yeah, I think that the way, I think that some of the lighting is really interesting. I love how all the characters are like bat backlit throughout the whole thing with like these big windows and like the snowy outside. It gives it, 
movie a really interesting feel. I hate um some of like the digital zooms um that happen during yeah. the trial scenes because it feels like the fucking office. And I'm like, yeah. how? Why is this in the fucking movie? It really it really takes me out of it. I'm like, that was a fucking atrocious creative choice. Yeah. Um, well, one but, thing I'm gonna eat up is a courtroom drama though. Like I love the courtroom bits, but we go away from them so often, and we it also takes a while to get to them. Um, I kind of that's and, those courtroom bits are you kind of my least favorite parts of the movie. That's interesting. Okay, fair enough. I I think they're fun, um, specifically because the prosecutor is a fucking psycho, dude. Like some of the that's stuff what I that mean. he the says. Prosecutor, he's just like French Reddit. people. I think. Like, I was talking I to our friend. That's how it goes. I was talking to our friend Hardy about it, and he was like, "Yeah, it's basically like the movie's like if Reddit, if Twitter arguments could hold up in court, basically. That's like what the prosecutor yeah. was doing. And that's time. sixty. Sounds awful. Yeah, might so much more to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually, I mean, we uh, for for the people who are listening, if the strikes not end we were gonna do a whole episode on this movie but you only yeah. got 60 seconds so that's what you get finally our last movie on the list which i don't think doug has seen uh but correct me if i'm wrong is the holdovers in oh three, baby two, one uh both me and owen two uh, of our uh our favorite Giamatti, lay out the oscars i don't think this is a movie i would traditionally like which doesn't incline me to necessarily leap into alexander payne's filmography it's a very like typical by the book narrative movie, but I think uh, which those movies lend to the performances. But I think when you have a performer like Giamatti, who is arguably like top five actor in the world right now, like I just I believe in him so much. I think he has so many like legendary performances to me. I think uh, that's why this movie is so good because he is so yeah. good. So I think there's I, other reasons. I, I think I, I think this is I, the yeah. textbook example for this year of a movie that like can do everything like in a pretty typical way, but if you put enough heart into it, it works. Uh, I think I yeah I think, I think there's always, uh, like, one movie like that this year. Gonna, like, if the emotional beats hit for you, I think you're gonna like this. Movie. Yeah, I fucking love this movie. I mean, this is like one of my three favorite movies of the year. Giamatti, put and we're out of time. Uh, okay, been Gladiator too. That was a really fun. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. I feel like we did pretty good. I mean, obviously, we could have talked about most of those movies for longer, but I feel like we kind of killed that. That was. I think fun. we did pretty good. Yeah. Um, okay, so now that we have completed that, we should do the entire MCU like that. <laughs> no, that would be really fun, actually. Wait, have you got, there's no way you guys are going to watch all the MCU. Let's get. Uh, well, we've seen most of them. We've Let's seen most. Of them. Yeah, I guess. It's like yeah. I would have to watch like three movies to catch up. Like you know, it's like yeah, not that. There's no crazy. way Owen has seen all but three MCU movies. Have you really seen all but a couple of them, Owen? You watched most of them growing yeah. up. Like I growing guess. up, uh, yeah. I mean, like I haven't seen like some of the newer stuff. But like, there's no yeah, way you even re- like... there's no way you even remember what. Yeah, happened. but I don't even have to be on all of them. I wasn't even on all of these. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna take um, a back seat for. Um. Okay. So Black we're going to talk about our favorite and least favorite <laughs> movies of 2023. We're going to start with the bad. So let's start with our least favorite movies of the so year. How, how we're are we going to do like... Yeah, so we're going to do this like our uh, like a couple of the lists we've done on previous episodes where we're going to do one person at a time, starting from 10 and going down to one. So for the least favorites, your one will be your least favorite movie of the year. Um, okay. So we're starting at 10, our 10th least favorite movie of the year. All right. Um, okay, okay, I will go first, as is usual at this point, I guess. Uh, my, I kind of switched around my bottom 10 right before recording this because I, I wanted to make sure that I, I stuck with the list that, that are the ones I want to talk uh, the least favorably about. Um, my number 10, just squeaking in there, is 65. Um, it's 
just like i don't know i think compared to the rest of these movies it's just like kind of a whatever movie like it's just disappointing in every way but it's not nearly as bad as any of the other movies uh, on this list and it at least has adam driver which the nine movies below this do not um shout out adam driver my favorite yeah. net yeah. fan uh yeah (laughs) is that really your favorite nets fan more so than john david washington yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right doug you're number 10 on your list um or least favorite i feel bad i'm gonna be honest for what my list is but i feel bad shitting on this movie like this i don't think that's like this movie's that bad but i'm my number 10 least favorite movie of the year is the film sakura which is a movie directed Mm -hmm. by donnie yen it's a hong kong film um it's like not like it's like it's just not worth checking out you know it's not like a terrible movie but it's like yeah it's like a weird it's like just like a, kind of a bad um like mcu ripoff basically yeah. you also don't really seek out that many bad movies like i think the difference between yeah. our lists of Kevin course, loves I've, seen, those. I've seen some pretty bad movies <laughs> yeah. um, but you don't really seek those out so like you're yeah your number 10 is not like the yeah biggest this is control. just like a it's just a it's just like a yeah this isn't like terrible it's it's not like put on a hazmat suit and avoid at all costs like some of these other movies are going to be it's yeah. more so like this just like a step above like mediocrity where it's like if you're interested in it you probably just shouldn't it's not worth checking out you know yeah all right owen your number 10 least favorite i mentioned this earlier when we talked about bottoms about how like a movie can just be shot so bad that it's just gonna ruin it for me and the last voyage of the demeter is like unforgivably shot <laughs> it's just like everything is shallow focus and you can't see shit because it's in the dark and you're on a boat yeah. um and that's uh but the thing that bottoms has that uh last witch has is like good actors and like uh, it's funny to me <laughs> like this yeah, movie yeah. just has nothing really going for it besides like an okay premise but it's also like just like a chapter of dracula so it's not like I the heard... best premise well, that's what I heard. I, I forgot what podcast it was, but I was listening to another podcast um, and they were like, they should just um, like just remake Last Voyage of the Demeter like next year. They should just try again. <laughs> give it to a different yeah, director. I mean, <laughs> I think it's a solid like, I don't know. It's not like again, it's I don't think it's the greatest premise, but I think it is a like cool little like B horror movie premise. But I think it's just like there's nothing good about the movie, really. So yeah. which is kind of a shame because I really do like, you know, vampire movies and stuff like that yeah uh okay moving on to our number nine spot i have a movie that you guys probably haven't even heard of <laughs> um shotgun wedding which is a oh with well, j-lo amazon movie yeah right? it's this year's j-lo uh, rom-com which yeah, like obviously you guys know yeah calendar. obviously you guys know how i feel about marry me and and how i will eat up these j-lo romances oh, this is not as fun as, this is not as fun as marry me it's it's not good um yeah it <laughs> it's yeah. like it's like a it's like a wedding and then like these people like come and kidnap all of the wedding guests it's like the deer they're hunter like, they're like trapped on an island it's like sure um <laughs> i haven't seen the deer hunter but i don't think this is like the yeah, shotgun like... wedding take place during the vietnam war for, for chance <laughs> no um, no. it's j-lo doing russian roulette <laughs> yeah it's just bad uh if you're gonna watch a j-lo romance just watch marry me that's that's the takeaway Doug, your number nine. My number nine is a little uh, horror movie called Malum, which is an interesting concept because it's uh, Anthony DiBiase movies now uh, remaking his own. No, I did hear cor- about this. His own cult horror movie from ten years ago called The Last Shift. Last Shift. 
um and malum which came out this year it's just a, it's just him the own director remaking his own movie with a higher budget and it's bad it has really terrible acting <laughs> um there's like cool like moments in it i guess but it's like not ah it's like not worth it because like it's like it's not a very well-crafted movie it's not super interesting cause it's just like it's a it's like a director remaking his own movie but worse with, yeah. you know what i mean it's like it's very strange uh yeah so that's my ninth worst movie of the year all right oh and your ninth worst um indiana jones in the <laughs> dial of Stop. destiny crazy i don't even think I i've was seen too many the, bad movies for that i don't to even be think i was on the episode that you guys talked about it but i don't even like the good ones uh yeah so yeah <laughs> and yeah and this one is i even didn't rock with this one this is the worst one yeah yep fair enough uh okay my number eight pick is the jesse eisenberg directorial debut when you finish saving the world um i might not have thought this would be as yeah i don't know if this would have been as bad of a movie for me but i had this weird experience while watching it where and, and i don't know if you guys can relate to this but sometimes i think about my writing and i'm like what is like the worst way that some that this could come off to somebody reading it? I'm like, what if this got turned into something? And like, what would the worst reaction to it be? And I watched this movie and I was like, this would be me at like my most annoying and unlikable. Like this Damn. would be like the movie that mine's I make much that would more make annoying. Me hate myself. Um, yeah, mine's, so I that made me really get me locked up. This movie. Um, we gotta lock you up already, buddy. I don't know. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's just not very good. Shout out um, Finn Wolfhard, friend of the pod. Yeah, friend yeah, of the pod, sure. Finn Wolfhard. It's not your <laughs> fault, buddy. Uh it's I mean, he's not that uh, anyway. Uh, you could talk <laughs> Julianne about Julianne Moore also. You could talk about your number eight. Yeah, Julianne Moore is really the one that we should that should Shout be exempt out Julianne. From, from the um anyway, Doug, your number eight pick. I feel bad about putting this on here too. Um, but my number eight pick is the film Reptile, which I think is the feature film debut from filmmaker uh, Grant Singer. Um, right. And uh, it's just, it's not even that the movie's like awful or anything. It's just like fucking boring. It's like one of the most boring movies I've seen this year. It's like, it's like an overly long kind of like crime drama about with, starring like Benicio del Toro and uh, uh Justin Timberlake and it's just like I don't JT I don't. yeah which, yeah it's Benicio del Toro and JT and it's like what are they should this movie in 2015 it's just boring <laughs> yeah no it feels like a 20 it feels like it could have came out in 2015 it's just fucking uh, boring I don't even have anything to say yeah, about it better you know, just... or worse than his brother Brian's movies <laughs> okay moving on <laughs> <laughs> okay moving on all right oh and you're number eight. Oh fuck I was thinking about that joke too much. Renfield. Oh, <laughs> Renfield, God. another bad Dracula movie from Universal. Um, let me take over, please. Uh, this is a Chris McKay movie. Um, and the God. worst thing, the, the worst thing is um disappointment, really. And I never thought this movie was gonna be good for any time they ever tr- showed like a, a trailer or anything. The the disappointment becomes from or comes from Nicolas Cage as Dracula is perfect casting and there's a moment in the beginning where they do like a flashback where they're giving like um they're riffing off of the old todd browning movie from the 1931 and it looks beautiful you have you know the 
the letterboxing, you have the you know the the smaller aspect ratio with the black and white, you know, it, it looks like it's on film, probably fake film. Uh, you got Nicolas Cage, beautiful lighting. Best shot of the movie is when they're riffing off Browning for like a minute or two, and then the rest of the movie looks like fucking shit. And the rest of the movie is really bad. And I guess another disappointment is what's his nuts is Renfield. Uh, he's Nicholas a solid Holt. actor. Nicholas Holt. Nicholas yeah. Holt, solid actor. It's not really his fault. Aquafina is fucking awful in this movie. Um, that dude who played Sonic is really bad. It's just an annoying action comedy where it like shouldn't be an action comedy. And it's just kind of a waste of talent. That's true. Yeah, they made that a too. Renfield movie where Renfield is best friends with a fucking cop. Like what is yeah, like what, what are we doing, doing like... Chris McKay? Chris McKay should be out on my lawn headless. All right, you're up, Kevin. All right. My number seven, right? Least favorite is the flash. I'm actually surprised this movie isn't lower on the list. This shit kind of sucks. Yeah, we'll get not even the worst. I don't even think this is the worst oh, superhero boy. movie of the year, not to spoil, but it's the most I, think, I think there's an even worse superhero movie. But yeah, the flash I disagree. is not. And I'm going to I, I don't referencing I next. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, they're both they're they both make our bottom tens. It's not really like it's that much of a competition. <laughs> yeah, they're both, but, they're um, both bottoms. Yeah, the Flash is is I don't know, not good in any way at all, um, and not even entertaining. And I actually almost fell asleep watching it. <laughs> uh, I couldn't fall asleep because I was crying too much uh, over. The emotions of the film. Yeah, it was so right, emotional. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. Barry do a good is job like that for sure. Running in time. What are we on? Are we on number seven? My number. Yeah, we are on number seven. My seventh least favorite movie that has come out in the year 2023 of our Lord that I have seen is uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. You've seen the Lord. Quantum Mania. Oh. Um, no, he's seen a movie this year. that I've like soft defended because I'm like, it's yeah, this is his biggest movie. No, yeah. okay, no, no, no. My whole <laughs> this thing guy is, like, is the no, number one Ant Man fan. No, my whole thing is like the movie's not that bad. Like, because people are November. like, oh, the movie's like unwatchable. And it's like, no, it's not. The movie's bad. It's just normal bad. You know, it's not like, you know what I mean? I, I, think, it, I think there's an added layer of MCU badness to it. I think. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, every MCU movie is bad. You should, oh, well. Uh, but yeah, Amy and the Lost Quantumania. I don't want to hear thing your about it is shit, like, man. It's one of the ugliest movies <laughs> this year. Uh, yeah. Not even the, it's not the ugliest. There's a there's like movie. a ten minute Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> campaign in the middle of it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the whole thing is very like volume, green screen, fucking slop, yeah. slop, slop, cheap, yeah. slop, gross. And also, I want to say it. Listen, this is nothing. I have nothing against this woman. She's probably a, a, a professional, totally nice lady. Um. Catherine Newton is like maybe the worst performance of the year in this movie. Really? <laughs> she's so bad. Really? She's so bad. I don't yeah. know if that's the worst performance. No, she's of the like, year, I'm just saying, like, it's the not movie's good. Bad. She's like a standout. You like, know what performance? performance you know what performance really bothered me this year that just missed my bottom of 10? It's my number 11. Is, and maybe it's just because I despise this man. Chris Evans in that Pain Hustlers movie oh. that just came out on Netflix. That's not a real movie. Ken. He is like <laughs> so annoying to watch. Yeah, yeah, he was um, really annoying in a movie. I'll talk about it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> wait, you're gonna talk about him in a movie? What? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm dumb. I completely. I I honestly forgot that movie came out. Uh, okay, anyway, it's like a movie of this year. Well, yeah. that's like, man, we're gonna really start sneaking up here when we get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and your number seven. 
a Super Mario movie. I just a uh, movie okay. for shit eating babies. I don't really have much <laughs> to say about that. I listen. <laughs> I don't think... it's, it's I mean, like, true. It is. That's, yeah, that's what it is. It's like for <laughs> babies, but like I. I would watch it again. <laughs> Is that a bad oh, no, is watching it again is crazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would oh. rather sit down and watch like Bluey episodes of the toddler no, than watch like, Super like, Mario movie again. If like I was like babysitting a kid and they were like, I want to put on the Mario movie, I'd be like, Yeah, but you don't watch the movie like, we, with them. They're gonna watch the movie. Yeah, I would be on my phone, bro. Swipe it on okay. your phone. Well, like, not, yeah. I'm not gonna like give it my full <laughs> no, attention. No, you'd be on hinge. Like, yeah, like bro. That. All right, you'd be giving all right, someone right. your attention. All right. Oh wow. Okay. My number, my number six is, uh, I don't think either of you watched this, Tetris. Um, holy shit, this movie pissed me off, dude. It's like, <laughs> there, there is this, and I think we've maybe mentioned this on the podcast before, but there's like a really annoying trend of like doing this whole thing recently where we turn uh, like businessmen into like biopics. Like we just do yeah, biopics like about like people yeah like making money off of like it, it's so annoying because they it's introduce like, the character like the the guy who made tetris is one of the main characters in this movie but he's not the main character because instead we have to follow the american businessman who befriended that, like, him got the and rights. profited off of yeah. his making of tetris like it's so annoying even if you put that stuff aside i think the movie's annoying and boring and hard to watch um, I remember distinctly when I watched this movie, I, I turned it on pretty late at night and, and I was just kind of like laying in bed watching it. And after a while I was like, okay, I'm probably like close to the end here, but I need to fall asleep. So I'm going to pause it and finish it in the morning. I go to pause it. I'm 40 minutes into this over two hour movie. <laughs> like <laughs> I was like, this shit is so fucking hard to get through. <laughs> um, I just don't, I know like a lot of people really enjoyed it too. I'm like, I saw people on Twitter, like posting videos of like some of the music in the movie, like the needle drops. I'm like, these are embarrassingly bad. Like these are not fun at all. Like the movie has no, I felt no joy. <laughs> So yeah, yeah that's my number six it. least favorite. Um, I would um, not recommend it, of course. Uh, Doug, your number six. My sixth least favorite movie that I have seen this year, and I have, there's lots of bad movies I didn't watch because I try to avoid movies I don't think I'll like. Um, mm -hmm. As was referenced earlier, I was excited for this movie. Um, I was optimistic. Um, Ghosted, directed by Dexter Fletcher, is really bad. Like it's like really bad. Surprise. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like really bad, dude. I was I wanted to like it. Yeah. I really wanted to like it, but it's like you were this I, movie's number one defender pre it coming out. I was like, they should be inviting me to the premiere for this movie for how hard I was like fucking yeah. pushing the the ghosted juice. I was like, bro, oh. it's an anodermis like rom com. It, it like this the floor for this movie has to be high, and it's like. She didn't do a whole lot. Oh, it's a spy movie too. It's a Anadarma spy movie. Like yeah. I was like, Doug might movie... become the most annoying person in the world <laughs> when Anadarmas is uh, the star of a good movie. Bro, like, when ballerina when she... comes out, I'm dude. <laughs> when she is the lead in a good movie, you might actually be just like, <laughs> just every day on my for you page, just like a a video for like 
five months straight yeah she's gonna um, be in one decent movie and i'm gonna be like she should win best actress actually yeah. for these reasons like no i mean ghosted is just really bad and it's like the ryan reynolds cameo felt disrespectful oh it felt like it, it, like i was watching this movie i was excited for it, and i'm like this is not good and then like the ryan reynolds cameo felt like a spit in my face it was like fuck you you know and it's one of like five cameos too yeah. it's oh. like there's yeah anyway oh we're on to your number we're on to your number six owen uh, this is a movie I was like, oh, this might be fun. Um, it's called Hypnotic with Robert. It's a Robert right. Rodriguez, Ben Affleck movie. Uh, uh, it's bad. It's it feels. Um, it feels I wanted Netflix. to see you defend this one so bad. I wanted Netflix. you to be like one of this movie's defenders. It feels Netflix, which is like, oh, I don't know. It feels like a streaming movie, like a straight to streaming movie. But um, and I think Robert, I think exactly it wasn't. I think Robert Rodriguez is like okay. Um, I'm not like a big Rob guy. Um, yeah, there's really not much to this movie. I like it's again, I like Ben Affleck a lot. The Ben Affleck was the reason I was excited for this. Um, and I think he's fine in it, but uh, uh that's kind of the only redeeming point of it. I know some people who like it. Um, yeah i mean but that seems like the consensus i think for hypnotic was that it's like oh it's just it feels like a straight to dvd like nolan ripoff like yeah i i don't know it's it it almost feels like a television show yeah that's Ooh, the, that's that's, low, that's the lowest bar for <laughs> yeah that's well it even, does, for, it feels I mean, like say, netflix, even for most people yeah it feels like, like, a a, netflix, like a movie feeling like a tv it feels show like a netflix bad. tv show yeah. that's like yeah scrunched into a, like an hour 30 Starring Ben yeah. Affleck. It's like, give me a break. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my number five is a movie that we mentioned in our little rapid fire session, The Exorcist Believer. I won't, you know, repeat the same things, but it's just like, you know, conservative garbage and also just a really bad movie at Fuck the same time. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah, I, I think um, <laughs> somebody told me they were going to see this movie and I was like, do yourself a favor, go watch anything else. And they were like, no, I really want to give it a shot. And then they watched it and they were like, I should not have given that a shot. And I it's even, bad, yeah. yeah, like people, I've, I've had a couple people bring it up to me where they're like, do I go see this? Like the, the first exorcist is cool. I'm like, if you like the, the thing that I would say, I wouldn't recommend this movie to anybody. If you've seen the first Exorcist, like stay the fuck away from this movie. <laughs> like, Just like go watch you, two and if three. You like the, yeah, like if you yeah. like The Exorcist, like don't watch this movie. And like, four other Exorcist, Exorcist movies for you to catch up on. The Pope's <laughs> yeah. Exorcist, per- exactly. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. what I, even, yeah, just go watch another There Exorcist was really an Exorcist movie, movie that came out this year that's just better. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are um, Anyway, Doug, your number That'll, five That's pick. what labels will get you. My fifth least favorite movie of the year is Cocaine Bear, directed by Elizabeth okay. Banks. Um, here's the thing. I don't think the movie is, like, offensively bad. I think that... I do, I do. But my issue with it is, like, it is, like, an, it's intentionally, like, a bad, like, quote-unquote bad movie on purpose yeah. um, for the sake of humor, and it's not funny. You know what I mean? So that yeah. it's, like, it's actually the most like empty nothing like i'm just wasting 90 minutes of my life watching this thing you know what i mean like yeah and also like the ending of the movie where this how the movie ends where it's like what's his name um, oh ray liotta ray liotta's guts get eaten by cub bears yeah, and then, and then it's like and then it cuts to, like, my brother ray <laughs> yeah and then it cuts to in the loving memory of ray liotta it's like we did we did a podcast on, episode on it, we did shit, do this yeah, oh, we yeah. did we are, we talked about this movie at length um yeah. earlier this year yeah, it's not on my bottom ten, but I I don't. You're really diabolical. 
This oh, come on. I've Owen's... seen some bad. I've seen some bad movies. Come this on. might be Owen's bottom one. It, we'll see. Yeah. It's possible. I mean, when... <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <Okay. laughs> Owen, your number five pick. Uh, I think Kevin mentioned this, but uh, 65. I remember 65 getting announced and everyone was all excited for it. New Adam Driver movie, including you, by the way. Movie. You are also excited. Yeah, for that's, I'm including me and everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, produced by Raimi for whatever the fuck that has anything to do with anything. Uh, yeah, it's dog shit. I mean, it's nothing. <laughs> it it wants to be After Earth so bad. Uh, the dinosaurs are lame as shit. Uh, Adam Driver is well, the fucking the dumbest script writing thing they could ever do is that you have a two-character movie and the girl can't speak English. So you have an, a, no dialogue between them other than, like, grunts and shit. And Adam Driver has nothing in his character. There's just nothing there. The girl... I don't know anything about her. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like a soulless garbage. But yeah. uh, Adam Driver got a big check. And that means more Ferraris. Hopefully he got a big, exactly. Yeah. Hopefully he got a big <laughs> check so he can continue to make movies with old auteurs, old yes. American auteurs. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I guess I forgot to mention it when I brought up this movie as my number 10, but that's a good point you bring up. It's like, you have to be it, like, it's impressive to make movies about dinosaurs lame. Like it's like it is like obje- yeah. like dinosaurs Steven are objectively one of like the coolest things in the world. Like it's like you know uh, what I mean. Yeah, like, it's just, like, how do you just make dinosaurs boring? It. It's just, it's <laughs> like, kind of one of the most disappointing movies of the year because you know it's same thing with Hypnotic. It's like big actor, cool actor, awesome actor attached to an interesting concept, and the concept falls flat on his face when there's actually nothing interesting uh, to yeah. be discovered or you know watched or viewed. Yeah. Anyway, my number four pick, which Doug has already brought up, is Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they're like I think all these movies are bad, <laughs> so there's not really much like degrees of separation yeah, between these. Shit. But, um, but I already said it. Like it's just, just like it's the scene in Star Wars garbage. where they're, they're in the trash compactor and they're just in yeah. the shit, dude. <laughs> it's it's the. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's like it's like all of our characters. Somebody should make that like an edit like that, where it's like the characters in Star Wars in the trash compactor, and around them is just the text like Ant Man and the Wasp, Flash, like all the Marvels, like pissing shit, man. We're swimming in it. It's just like it's the bottom tier of a series of like thirty three movies that aren't good, which is like a bad mark. Jonathan Majors, though. Um. Well, true. Sure. He was a highlight for you when it came out. <laughs> he was a highlight for me when it came out. Not not so Is much his anymore. other movie ever coming um, out. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Magazine maybe. dreams. Yeah, yeah, they're not just shelving we'll, it. It might get like a soft. We'll talk about it another time. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, we'll talk um, about it later. It's in the news section. Anyway, Doug, your number four. Um, The Exorcist Believer is the fourth yeah. worst movie I've watched this year. It's like because it's one thing where it's like there's a movie like Ant Man and the Wasp, which is just like a bad movie um now we're in my list we're kind of getting into movies that i find into the evil territory kind of like offensive yeah (laughs) oh evil and like exorcist believer is like listen i was kind of a david gordon green soft defender meat rider not meat rider because i listen because like i hate some of his movies already like i I didn't like halloween kills i thought the first halloween movie was kind of lame i don't really like pineapple express but the halloween ends was really interesting i thought it was a fucking big swing for like we a, should watch I, I Joe. A week, 
weirdly a big swing and i was like yeah halloween ends is cool i like this like i really like this movie actually and i was going into it and i'm like you know what maybe we're gonna get something interesting here the trailer came out i'm like this trailer is fucking terrible <laughs> and then i went to go see it with my mom and like the whole time i'm like like every single every like fucking okay first 15 minutes totally solid right like normal movie shit yeah after that every 10 <laughs> minutes something would happen and i'm like what the fuck you know like why why did they make this decision you know like no, um like on a writing brother. level on a directing level on like a level of blocking and cinematography and like yeah like, like, on like every on editing the editing is so bad in this movie and it's like on every fucking level of filmmaking i'm like man what the fuck you know like <laughs> yeah. what the hell happened so yeah uh that movie's bad yeah. Oh, and your number Fuck four. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't here, but Doug talked about Ghosted. Uh, yeah. yeah, piss and shit. I don't know. It's this movie is just annoying. I watched the movie on a train on my phone, and it still <laughs> annoyed me, bro. Like I don't. It's just like I don't know. Uh, Chris Evans. It it feels like there's just like they're in two different rooms. It, there's like yeah. zero fucking chemistry. I like Ana de Armas. I don't really remember much in this movie. Uh, it's a Netflix ass story. Uh, like it's just like what like it's like a stupid Wattpad shit. I don't know. It's, yeah, Wattpad. It's, yeah. it's like it's, it's like what who wrote it. this? It's like I don't know. It's yeah. bad. Yeah, no, it, it feels like weird fan fiction with actors on Wattpad. Uh, you know, like, and yeah. It, yeah, and it would be the most uh, offensive thing done to The Exorcist if that other movie didn't come out. <laughs> that's true yeah i forgot fucking about that, just got the scene on the whole year bro. holy yeah. on the um, year the same year fucking william freakland dies no yeah i like... know they're just pissing on his grave what a joke um seamless transition as well because my number three least favorite is ghosted um so now we've all covered it um yeah i mean i already said it but i like chris evans is kind of like my least favorite person to see, like my least favorite movie star to Johnny see on the screen Storm. like i i do not like seeing his face and stuff i think he is like unbearably annoying and i think that this movie captures it maybe better than anything ever like i, I just like every scene of him i like i'm like I like get angry watching this movie. Like I was like I was simultaneously bored and angry. Um, I was watching NBA games while I watched this movie. I think it's crazy. I'm pretty sure. Right, this came out during the NBA. No, wait, it's season, fucking unwatchable. Um, like it's, I, it's so bad. Yeah, I think NBA was still going on, and I had like NBA games on my TV while I was watching it, and I was just like kind of like glancing back. At the, I, there's no way I could have gotten through this movie if I didn't do like a whole Subway Surfers type thing. Like it was just not happening. <laughs> yeah, um, it's just bad. Uh, anyway, Doug, your number three pick. Now we're getting into real fucking dog shit yeah, here, brother. Yeah. Um, As my, if we could get lower, but we can. <laughs> we, fucking, we, can get, we can get lower. Yeah. My third least favorite movie of the year. This the is funny because like, we have... Bro. There are friends of the pod that really like this movie. and um, But Wait, my third least favorite them. movie of the year... <laughs> no, 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 no. My third least favorite movie of the year is The Flash, directed by right. Andy Wait, Muschietti. Wait, we have friends that like this movie there's yeah, yeah there's people who like this movie yeah 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 yeah. um they're not friends go, of mine they will remain unnamed um but yeah. <laughs> uh no uh the flash bro talk about like what the fuck <laughs> like, yeah. like i don't it's another thing where it's like everything that happens in the movie i'm like huh <laughs> you know like what? yeah there's not a decision there's not like a decision as you like climb through the movie that like makes more sense than the last one you're just like where are we <laughs> like what 
And it's like kind of like what you guys were saying about like Ghosted, where you're like, this movie's really annoying. The whole time I'm watching The Flash, I'm like, this movie's fucking obnoxious, and it looks yeah. so ugly. One of the maybe like the ugliest. Honestly, if we're going from like price, from like the like how much the movie costs, the ratio of like how much the movie costs to how good the movie looks, right? It might have it one might of the, the worst, the yeah. worst like price to um, aesthetics ratio in the history of cinema. Like I don't know yeah. if there's a movie this you expensive be, that looks this bad. You know what yeah. I mean? It's so bad, dude. And it's like offensive with the fucking dead people at the end. And it's oh, like, I mean, I mean, it's so it's like, I mean, there's this two movie is kind of like a this movie is kind of oh, like a fever dream. Like if I, if, the way that the way that like Oppenheimer clips are on on Twitter today, like if I just saw a flash, I want to edit. Today, I'd be like, was that a real thing that the, happened? The Oppenheimer <laughs> like, music. Yeah, Stop. it's like I think I literally think the Flash is gonna like we're gonna look back on it and it's we're gonna be like this is like maybe like when the superhero genre uh, like like bottomed out like this was like as bad yeah. as it got like yeah. um it's tough yeah. to come and back people from like that shit too and people like it for somehow <laughs> like, yeah and that I was who you're really talking about. I mean that's a confusing thing to me as well even my and you know if he's listening to the podcast I love you dearly and and I'm glad that you watch all these movies with me but even my friend who I go to the movies with regularly we got out of the flash and he was like yeah that shit was awesome I was like yeah fucking what are, it's like, you're like no it's like <laughs> real you have to shut off your brain like you have to and yeah. i'm not like even like saying that as like oh like i'm so pretentious no it's like you it's like it's like so, it's slop you have to like really like go into it and be like yeah. i like the pretty colors and that they punch each other and that's and yeah. so it's fun that's like you know what i mean like that's the level you have to engage oh, with it like man it's like thing i recognize i like that it's like <laughs> um, so for that group your number three pick uh it's cocaine bear yeah. Um, okay. Fucking abysmal, <laughs> bro. Doug I talked about it how, earlier. I feel bad for how high this movie is on my list. It's not <laughs> even a high Doug number. talked about this earlier, but I've never seen a scary movie, but it just feels like parody ass movie type shit. But it's like, I don't know. I don't think like movies should like try to be like this type, like a memeable movie. Like it's like, it's trying to be, a, it's like a meme movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, but like, that doesn't like me movie i don't know like if you're making a movie it's like a comedy right doesn't mean like filmmaking just goes out the window you know like comedies are like very well like good comedies are like well structured and like you know like that doesn't mean like the blocking is all of a sudden dog shit like i don't know this just feels like an excuse to make a bad movie make a lot of money it just feels like i don't know it's a joke i think it's a fucking joke uh and it's kind of a slap in the face to anyone who cares about the art form uh, because yeah. it just feels like, hey, let's like, shit our pants and make ten dollars, you know? Uh, it feels like a carnival, uh, <laughs> like the donkey hanging on the stick, <laughs> pissing himself. Like I just, I don't, <laughs> I don't fucking like it. Yeah, I get it. Okay, my number two pick is uh, one of one of my two bottom Netflix slops, which are maybe worse than like superhero slop. Uh, oh, it's all slop. You people. It's all slop. <laughs> you people. Is, oh, oh, yeah. I forgot you yeah, watched this. This is like <laughs> an offensively bad movie. Jonah Hill's this is maybe like the way that you're. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> but the way that you you're talking about like what cocaine bear Ooh. attempts to do. I think this is like the worst of what you can try to do with comedy. Like this is like this is like people like this is like putting 
memes from the internet or just like taking Twitter and like putting it into an algorithm or like the TikTok for you page and like putting it into an algorithm and like trying to make comedy as a result of it, like in like the most offensive ways too. like some of the jokes are like offensively bad. And I don't mean like offensive, like in a problematic sense. I mean, like it's offensive to like people. <laughs> it's like, it's offensive to like people who like want to laugh at something. <laughs> like it is like, it is painful. I mean, also not to mention, it's like, it's like simultaneously a, a rom-com as well. Like there's a whole romantic, which I forget is even a part of the movie. I mean, like, because, like, if you, yeah. Like if you thought the chemistry in Ghosted was bad, like wait until you find, I mean, you're not going to watch this, but wait until you see this shit. Like it is, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you mentioned the CGI. Like, they fucking CGI'd a kiss because the two leads didn't like <laughs> another, dude. Like, come on. Like, Damn. it's bad. Um, so that's my second least favorite. That's <laughs> crazy. Um, my second least favorite movie of the year is a movie that almost certainly nobody that is listening to this podcast has seen. Oh, um, <laughs> but it is, um, it is the Chinese propaganda film Born to Fly. Um yeah. It is Chinese Top Gun. It is China's attempt at Top Gun. Um, it's uh, it's just like it's just a couple things going on here. Politics are bad, obviously, but then also it's like on a filmmaking level, it's like not good. On a like, and then on a screenwriting level, it's like not good. And <laughs> like the lead guy that they got, um, like this, uh, I think his name is. Um, Actually, I can't. I'm bad with the Chinese names. But anyway, the lead the lead guy that he caught, um, is like as like third Tom Cruise. He's like not. It's like so. Okay, okay. Here's the thing about Born to Fly, right? Um, they're trying to do the Top Gun thing, but the difference is because of like how Chinese the Chinese government like promotes their culture and stuff, right? It's not doing like we're like Maverick. It's not doing. They don't have a Maverick character, whereas Maverick is like he's going against the system. He's like a rebel or whatever. The lead guy in Born to Fly is like he just um has to do things by the book. You know, it's like like you know what I mean. It's like it's it's like he's a good soldier. It's like yada 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 yada. It's also just very boring, and that's kind of the worst crime a movie can have. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's it's never a good pairing when you make a terrible movie that also is not even fun to watch. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. It's not fun to watch. It's like I'm watching yeah. it, and it's like, Ooh. oh, it's like a slog to get through. Um, yeah. So, Born to Fly, not good. Chinese Top Gun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, and your second least favorite movie of the year, uh, Ant Man and the Quantum Boy. Uh, it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> movie. I don't know. It's like, I mean, forgettable, stupid. I don't know. True. Both I things don't are think true. It's like, it's I actually kind of don't like remember what the plot of the movie is. <laughs> so they got they go into the quantum. No, please don't tell me. Please don't tell me. And they go into the quantum realm. Is this the one? Is this the one where there's like that? I think I remember. Yeah. Okay. I remember. It's an excuse for Peyton Reed to riff on Star Wars, but like. Right. I was just gonna say that this is the one with like the cantina scene. Worse than every Star Wars. Yeah, with the cantina scene, man. Get yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer into a real movie, bro. She is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Bill Murray shows up. I forgot about that. Oh my Bill god. Bill Murray shows up. I'm pretty sure he's drunk in the movie, but I'm pretty sure like Bill Murray, the human being, was drunk on set too. Like, <laughs> yeah. Bill Murray shows up to tell uh Michael Douglas that he's been he's been seeing his wife in the fucking 
galaxy dome or whatever i just i don't i don't even know man yeah, yeah. also <laughs> maybe some of the worst use of the volume period so yeah. far that we've seen it's like like creating like these well, fake it's like, areas it's like, like shallow focus but it's like textureless to the point of yeah. like unright like there's just no like feel on anything it's just yeah. like kind of blurry color yeah yeah like there's no sense of environment at all or sense of scale, because the, the Ant Man no. thing is like they get big and they get small, but it's like you can't yeah, tell. It's <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, uh, I don't know. It's kind of just nothing. Blows. Yeah. Yeah. Just a bad movie. Uh, speaking of bad movies, my least favorite movie of the year so far, probably going to be hard to overcome, um, is is the the second Netflix slop, uh, Dog Gone. This is like. Not like <laughs> I know when we talk about I know when we talk about like like slop like we say they're all not real movies. This is like the first like this is I, it's not even like a, a feels like a like a bad student film thing. It like like you're like watching it and you're like there's no way that somebody like a, like a real human being wrote this script or like any of the the dog in the movie is named Gonker. <laughs> Bro, Kevin, what do you be doing? <laughs> what are you up to? I listen. I don't know why I watched it. Um, I I have since I have oh, since in the second half of the Salma year. I, I have since in the second half of the oh, year geez. avoided watching movies this bad. But at the fir- in the first half of the year, I did watch this movie. It is like oh, I mean, like the performances are like fucking laughable. Like it it does it, it, just everything about it. It like the right. It's just a mess. I hate it's like Rob Lowe. yeah. Rob he's Lowe just Master awful. Class? He's just awful in it. Like he's just terrible. A disaster right? class. Like, it's <laughs> dude. The thing is, is like I'm not a big fan of dog movies in general which is maybe a hot take but i just like i like movies that make me emotional i feel like anytime somebody makes a dog movie it's like they're trying too hard to do that they're it's just like here's a free pass to like make somebody cry because like we're gonna involve a dog except the thing is this is one of those movies but the dog is barely in the movie so you can't even feel bad um It's, it's just no dog yeah. with Channing Tatum. It's like I know, Did I know that like that some movie? of the movies. No, I didn't. I think I'd probably like that one a little bit more because yeah, I'm, like, CT, I'm one of Channing Tatum's I biggest defenders. Like, yeah, I heard it's it was all right. It's all right. It's I don't think I've ever disliked a movie that he's in. Like, it's just not. It's not a thing that I do. Um, but yeah, if he was in this movie, I'd probably end up liking this movie somehow because that's yeah. just how likable Channing Tatum is. But it's like um, me with Ana de Armas. Yeah, but it's. Just, I mean, it's just bad, dude. It's just like yeah, this is like the epitome of not a real movie. Um, and like every aspect so that is my least favorite movie of the year uh doug your least favorite movie of 2023 so far i've talked about this a couple times i don't think i've ever brought it up on the podcast though my least favorite movie my least favorite movie of the year is knights of the zodiac (laughs) oh i forgot about this uh it's just not a real movie (laughs) you know there's like there's like a couple moments in the movie where i'm like oh it's like this is really bad. But then there's moments where I'm like, ha, professionals were involved with this. There yeah, was, I thought was it the... was fake when I saw the poster in my theater. <laughs> yeah. I there's thought it was like a there's... fake marketing campaign. There's like a it's like those up... Power Rangers short films on YouTube. <laughs> like there's towards the end of the movie, there's a close up on one of our like main characters. And I was thinking like, was there a makeup department or did this actress do her own makeup? You know, like th- those were the yeah. kind of thoughts I was having while watching. I was like, what the fuck you know and it's like this movie had like a 10 million dollar budget or something and i'm like this is money laundering like what are they like you don't don't see it on screen you know 
Oh, it's I don't know. I don't know. I it's it's really it's one of those few movies that I've seen where I'm watching it and I'm like like in my head trying to go like how did something like this get created you know like like yeah. what happened for this to be the final product for something this expensive is very strange i don't know um yeah uh okay owen your least favorite movie of 2023 um enjoying properties that exist under the <laughs> warner brothers uh fucking like ip whatever is like being like a fan of like a shitty sports team where the owner <laughs> is just like the fucking worst guy, but he's like 40. So you're going to be sitting around here for another <laughs> decade or four. He's not going anywhere because he's the owner, right? And you have to like kill him or he's just going to keep making these bad decisions. I think like the Flash is the biggest thing kicking the balls I've seen in a while. I don't know. I just as a fan of. Uh, some of the Warner Brothers uh, DC properties that have existed in the past decade uh, to see how far we've come into the slot machine is just like it's just such a pain in the ass and I I think this movie is just like as a fan of like the art form a kick in the face and it's like a double kick in the face as a fan of like the DC property so I just like I don't know this film is just really annoying uh because yeah we used to make we literally had good dc movies <laughs> like five years ago or some bullshit and now like we're just making garbage i it's just such a bizarre uh situation and now like they're doing that whole like james gunn thing and they uh I mean, they deleted the fucking Batgirl movie, like, just out of existence. Just literally deleted it. They yeah. deleted yeah. the movie today with fucking John Cena in it. That they apparently deleted. was good. Um, yeah, people apparently liked that movie. It got good scores. Uh, it's kind of an anti-art thing uh, at that point when, like, it's like, oh, this movie's doing well on test screenings. Let's delete it. <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> it's kind of fucking evil to yeah. tax write-off movies there's just kind of a lot of evil anti-art like malpractice shit that happens at warner brothers yeah. is david zaslav i have a real question is david zaslav the antichrist exactly i, just, I don't in our <laughs> world yes yeah i just like like, I like don't... and you know what i mean like in the world yeah. of like us as movie and draw obviously there's worse yeah. people on the planet i <laughs> it's like it's just kind of uncomprehendable like the decisions that keep being made from that company um and i think the flash is kind of the uh if you had to put any movie in like the as the face of like the um the malpractice that's been going on the past few years that's the movie so yeah. it's kind of just a pitiful shit movie as like a movie uh yeah. michael keaton's just thrown in there uh, oh god it's like, i forgot about that if Holy you're a god. fan of the michael keaton batman uh we'll we put him in a fucking death simulator so you can watch him die a couple times <laughs> uh so like there you go for that um i think yeah. supergirl is like cool i guess i don't know <laughs> uh, sasha uh, kale seems like a fine woman she seems like, like a nice lady yeah. <laughs> uh ezra miller they um it's two of them <laughs> there, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. Uh, 
insane. Nope. I, I, I wonder if they got paid twice. I um, yeah, I don't fucking know. Ben Affleck's possible last performance as Batman. He's fucking making. Yeah, not even Ben Affleck could save this for you. No, Ben Affleck's <laughs> double in this list. Um, yeah, like Barry's making like incel. Jo- I don't. It's like he, he's yeah. like never had sex before or something. I don't know. There's like a weird joke in it. I don't. Every time, I, it's just bad. It's a really bad. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, it's well, kind of we can transition to good movies. Uh, next up, about our... those. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> next up oh, is wow. our ten favorite movies of 2023. We'll be counting them down the same exact way, and I will start with my number ten pick which is uh, from one of my favorite directors, uh, Showing Up by Kelly Riker, a movie that pretty much nobody has seen this year, uh, but everybody should, of course, similar to how it goes for every Kelly Riker movie. Um, Yeah, it's amazing. I think Michelle Williams is fantastic in it. I think if these kinds of movies, uh, and what I mean by these kinds is Kelly Riker movies, if they actually got any awards attention, then Michelle Williams would easily be in the conversation for Best Actress. Uh, Sadly, that's not going to happen. But um, she's great. I think this is some of the most emotional stuff that Kelly Riker has done, which is a high mark because I think all of her movies are very emotional. But there's a there's a lot to relate to in this movie, and especially if you care about art and you're an artist, um, you can find a lot of a lot of good stuff in this movie. Um, I think people would really like it if they gave it a chance. Uh, so yeah. that's my number ten pick. I'm gonna watch that. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll like it. I hope yeah, you will. I, I don't like know, it but you you haven't seen any of her movies, right? Nope. I, I'm curious if this would be. I again, I don't know that there's like really a right place to start, um, but I'm curious what your reaction would be if this is where you start because this character is a little bit more. Uh, I want to like, watch certain women difficult to get behind than some of her other character. Like I think this character is just a little bit more flawed and maybe at times even like annoying than some of her characters. So I mean, I'm nervous. Michelle Williams, sure, but yeah, well, what I don't know what that means, annoying. but. Um, uh, uh she's great you, in, like, the, you ever seen the fablements holy no, shit okay, whatever <laughs> <laughs> I, I michelle williams is one of my favorite actors because she collaborates yeah, with kelly Riker often and, and kills it every time um yeah i don't know i think you'll like it but i'm just curious because it's definitely yeah. like i'm gonna watch the one with uh certain Lily women with lily gladstone yeah i mean and, uh and like, uh kristen stewart yeah yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. they're they're both in the also oh, certain the two women. guys. Yes, they're <laughs> certain women is like separated into three parts, and the two of them are in the same part. Like they're yeah. the two main characters of that. But I mean, it's just fantastic stuff. It's like yeah, I need that. Like... I also want to watch personal Stomper. That's not. I mean, yeah, I also uh, yeah, that, that doesn't have anything to do with me. But I also want to watch that movie. Yeah, I'm no, just kind of going on like tangents. But... <laughs> Kristen and and Lily Gladstone in certain women, like their dynamic for that like forty section oh, yeah. minute of the. Or I don't know. Minute, was it it's an uh, anthology? It's yeah, yeah. There's three parts. Oh, uh, kick me in the ball, why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't get you don't get Lily Gladstone and Kristen Stewart for the whole movie. You only get them for the last like 40 minutes. But it's uh, fantastic. You'll love it. Um, you could even I don't know. I was gonna say you could skip to that part because I don't know if you like the part before. It. But, oh, I mean, obviously don't do that. Part? But um, Laura Dern is in the first part, and then Michelle Williams is in the middle part. Okay. Um, and they're see. both I, I really like both those parts, but I think that they also get progressively better. I think the Kristen Stewart and the Lee Clark. Anyway, we're talking we're going on a tangent. Uh Doug, your number ten favorite movie the podcast. of the year. My number ten favorite movie <laughs> of the year is Jawan, directed by uh Atlee. Um I watch this one really bad. 
is fucking awesome. Should have seen it. I don't know. Yeah. It was in the movie theater. I yeah. should have. I know. If you um, see it's it like time. it's like communist. It's like actual like communist blockbuster cinema. Uh, is That's really bad. cool. It's really cool, man. <laughs> it's like, um, you know, obviously, um, uh, Shahrukh Khan is like one of the you know biggest movie stars in the world. Uh, specifically the biggest movie star in India. Um, uh, the movie. It's you know, it's uh, I don't know if this is Bollywood or uh, Telugu. Anyways, it's on Netflix. If you would like, here's my pitch. Oh, it is. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's on Netflix. You're my really slacking, Kevin. If you like okay. RRR, you will like this movie. And that's all I'll say. You know, or maybe not. If you like RRR. So like RRR with better politics. <laughs> yeah. Or I guess like it's like that's a rough comparison and maybe it's not appropriate. But it's like if you like RRR, then you should watch this. I guess is a better way to frame it. You know right. what I mean? Like um, you shouldn't just be the yeah. guy that's only Indian film they've seen is RRR. Yeah, if sure. You, but you know I, but I mean? it, no, but it's a good thing to bring up because that is a, lot a guy of with the top 10 foreign movies. No, no, but it's a, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's a, it's a good thing to bring up because like that is probably the truth for a lot of people is that RRR is the first time they've been introduced. Uh, you think Jack that, like... Nerd has seen RRR? Oh God! <laughs> Shout out Jack Nerd, my favorite TikTok live streamer. I, I and I mean that. You so should scary. go live with him. I would be so scared to do that. <laughs> I've been live with him before. Yeah, do I, did, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know. That. I don't yeah, know. yeah. I, what did you guys talk about? I don't know how. I, we don't need to get into how it. How yeah. you are? <laughs> Jawan is my uh, number ten movie of the year. Yeah. Uh, oh, and your number ten favorite movie of the year? Uh, we talked about it. In a little sec, millisecond, but it's Poison, uh, the Wes Anderson short. Right. Um, I yeah, on a like kind of camera uh, aspect, I think this is a really interesting. There's splits in it. You get extra points there. Um, I like Dev Patel. Um, for me, I'm not crazy about the the thing that Wes Anderson loves to do recently, uh, where he's you know the guy is standing in a you know very uh tight position talking to the camera um yeah. as like a narrative choice that's not my favorite thing so uh it's but i i do like this movie a lot there's it's beautiful um but it, yeah i don't know there's not, i don't have much to really say about it uh it's my favorite wes anderson uh in a while uh expertly like crafted a, images like a, yeah just on a craft level i just i think um you know, Doug says I'm watching about a movie on silent or uh, a while ago was like a negative thing. <laughs> but I think uh, if I could just watch this movie on silent, I'd be like, yeah, this kind of rules because it's just kind of yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. My number nine pick, which when I like made my final little edits on my list, I and this was in my top 10 anyway, but just like recently, I realized I can't wait to fucking rewatch this shit. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves oh, yeah. is so fucking fun um like this is maybe just the most like pure fun movie of the year like i it's like I, like out of this top 10 when i think about the movies that i'm gonna watch like multiple times over the next couple of years like there's no doubt in my mind that this is gonna be the one that i end up repeating maybe besides for my number one pick but oh yeah um, i mean this is it it's just like a blast dude <laughs> like it's yeah, just a yeah. blast and this is especially coming from the fact that it's made by the same people who made game night which like i said previously is like for you know, like from my perspective, one of the it's funniest. It's sad though. They're funniest. gonna work with Ryan Reynolds yeah, next. So I know, kinda, not great. Their career's great. over, I guess. <laughs> <Probably> <laughs> but, but like, but genuinely, I mean, listen. If anything was gonna, if there was maybe any way for me to like laugh at a Ryan Reynolds joke, it would have to be in one of their movies at this point. Like that's how you good I like think. Six they, Underground, like, right? 
I haven't yeah, seen 600 that. Yeah, 600 Grounds. Oh, Doug good. likes it. That's, yeah. yeah, it's a Michael Bay movie on Netflix. Yeah. Maybe, um, wait, maybe we'll have to see it, you know? Yeah, I don't, that's what I'm Look, saying. I'm like, they could, maybe, they could pull, maybe they could pull something out of him. Like, maybe they yeah, could, like, see. actually make him funny. Um, because, that, like, that's what I was saying. Like, Game Night is genuinely, like, the it's funniest tough. movie I've seen in the past couple years. And I think that this one mixes that humor with like really fun adventure and like the whole cast is just super likable like it i mean the movie's just a blast dude like i just it's so fun <laughs> my worry with the reynolds thing is reynolds is such a big star such a big yeah. performer and they're and kind like of his smaller directors like, you're not just buying gonna... reynolds like yeah. you're buying like De- you're buying deadpool you know what i mean yeah like, and it's like yeah. he's just so he's larger than life at the point of like it's like I need I need John Francis Daly to direct him. I but I I feel like yeah, and they're like, like they're in a they're in like a, a field of movies that like aren't very easy for them to like make a name for themselves. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they like people love Game Night yeah. and people really enjoy Dungeons and Dragons. I just see, they're not I just like movies it. where like yeah. you could point to them and be like these guys are all like these are like two of like I the best really directors cool. right now. Like, like nobody would do that. Yeah. Um, Dungeons and okay. Dragons is good though. Um, Doug, your number nine favorite movie of the year. Speaking of movies that Owen really likes, uh, <laughs> oh god, my number nine movie of the year is Knock at the Cabin. Okay, um, I thought you were gonna say one of the. I thought you were gonna like flip it and do one of the movies. I that gonna I, say Padre Pio. Do like? Um, I haven't seen Padre Pio. I, I need yeah, to. Yeah, I know. Black him. Yeah. Um, black him. Uh, Knock at the Cabin's great. Love the close-up stuff. Love and Night Shyamalan. Uh, writing and directing i love uh date batista Dave batista should have way more award buzz but that's the fucking state of oh, cinema yeah, right yeah. now that he doesn't jonathan groff um, too why not jonathan can you groff imagine too. can you imagine the the supporting actor race if it was uh when's the last De- time De Niro, Downey jr and dave batista when's the last time an m night movie has gotten an award nom uh the sixth sense maybe <laughs> Jeez, Louise. No, I feel like I don't know. Maybe the village. Maybe, uh, like, did the village get a name? Maybe. Well, what do you mean by? Are you talking about like strictly Oscar nominations or like? Yeah. Okay, it, the village got a one nomination for the James Newton Howard score. Okay. Um, I, I. Oh, the, James. Newton oh, Howard, wait. What about um? Didn't didn't James McAvoy get nominated for Split? Oh, did? he did. I think. I think so. I think he did. Uh, I mean, I'm, that's that's one all time performance, so I I wouldn't be. Oh, surprised. maybe he didn't. No, I lied. I he think didn't? maybe he didn't. What nope. the fuck? That's, that's so what? fucked. He did not. <laughs> so, uh, I know. Did the, how many did the? It might six, be the what, village. Six cents. Yeah, the, the village might be the last uh, time. I mean, the six cents got the six cents got six nominations. That's you like his Eric real. Pierre that's like the only time his. Yeah, that's yeah. the only time he was viewed okay. as like an Oscar darling no that's like really that's in my brain then, i mean this movie alone it's like i just i mentioned like dave batista Jonathan groff great performances that should definitely yeah. get some kind of recognition you know we talk about like i i reference end night often specifically around yeah. old as like this like like this like kind of painterly artist yeah, when it comes I mean, to cinema and like like blocking his actors and like placing the camera in positions that are like kind of beautiful and interesting yeah, should does that a lot in knock of the cabin dirtbag is going to get best director nom and <laughs> okay yeah. Well, like, yeah. no i mean yeah, we'll no no, no but you're is. probably right i mean you're probably right Some in that like don't somebody... look up bullshit is going to happen honestly <laughs> they're yeah. usually I'll not that bad about director. That there's shit, worse man. categories <laughs> for the oscars they're usually not that bad about director but i get your point um yeah 
Um, oh, and but this, we're having a coda yeah. happening. <laughs> okay, well, um, uh, there might be someone director, on the podcast who likes coda, but that's beside the point. Um, might be coda's might fine. be someone on the podcast movie. who likes Master Gardener. Uh, Ooh, and that's me. I like yeah, Master I like Gardener. Uh, Paul Schrader, kind of. Uh, you know, our Lord and Savior, Paul Schrader. Right? I just, I, I think he rules. I, I like this yeah, movie a lot. Rocks. Um. Joel Edgerton, Sigourney Weaver, uh, Quintessa Swindell, I think is really great in this movie too. Uh, I really, I don't know. I think it's really good. Um, it's like it has your typical Schrader uh, qualities to it. You got your your, yeah. your, your brooding, complicated white God, male character journaling in his <laughs> journaling. Uh, yeah. He's he's got conflicted thoughts. I, I just I don't know. I eat that shit up for breakfast. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I think this is really great. I think uh, I think Schrader's got a, a gifted pen, and it really comes out here. But I think he's a good director as well. I like to see him. Uh, you know, this movie was direct- super. And did we do it? I don't remember. Did we do a Master Gardener episode? We did not. No, it's uh, a shame. We should have. It's a. It's really good. It's really good. I don't yeah. think it was. It was like a. It was. It was a weird release. So it was hard for yeah. us all to see it. Like find time. Like fit it in. Like but Kevin, yeah, did you yeah. see it? No, I did not yet. But yeah. well, and, and the other thing is that I do kind of want to watch uh, the entirety of that trilogy. I want to watch the Card Counter as well, maybe before I watch Master the card Gardener. Counter. So it's the Card uh, Counter, Gardener, and uh, and First Reformed, which First I Reformed. I have to, yeah. I have to rewatch I mean, as well. I'd like to maybe I, uh, do like, those in order. It's a um, it's a toss up, really. But I really like this movie. Like I I, I yeah. yeah, they're all really good. There's I think I moment. think my I think my plan will be that when I catch up on some of the 2023 releases I missed at There's the end one of the year, I can try to the world just starts fucking flowering, bro. That shit. That I was gonna say. I was gonna mention that. That's one of my favorite scenes oh, all year, actually. It, like, in the theater, I watched it in the theater, and I literally burst it out in tears at that moment. I was like, "This yeah. is so like it's kind incredible. of a terrific movie uh, that no one really is gonna talk about because its release was kind of." small yeah I, yeah i don't it was like a i think magnolia pictures dealt with the yeah, distribution which is so, like yeah i don't want to listen they're a smaller distribution company but it's like man yeah. it, they didn't the release wasn't great um they tried their yeah. best yeah, i don't know this movie kind of seems like a forgotten movie of the year but i do think it's one of the best that has come out uh this year easily yeah, yeah. For sure. i just think it's kind of a a work of uh art that kind of is very good <laughs> yes i mean it's and like real cinema yeah it's like yeah, it's just yeah. a real fucking movie uh it is a rarity you know, oh speaking days. of speaking of oscars um joel edgerton should be up for an award too sure. but he gets no yeah at least buzz. in consideration but you know he's yeah. not gonna get a fucking pigeon he, note. Yeah. yeah 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 um my number eight pick will keep the knock of the cabin train rolling oh, knock of the cabin <laughs> is my number eight um yeah, it's it's great. It's like it, I think it's some of the most emotional that M Night has made me. I mentioned this. I think I think I talked about this when we did the Real Talk podcast. I don't think I've talked about it on our podcast, but I think I mentioned on that episode that I was like, I sent somebody like a long, passionate like oh, voicemail yeah. or like voice message, like a five minute voice message, where like by the end of it, I just like started crying because I was like talking about the like movie so passionately. Hey, you put it at fucking um, eight. No, listen, because it's like, I mean, obviously, the, <laughs> listen, the seven movies above it, I think, are great. Um, it's no, it's no like knock on knock. Um, I did that on purpose. Uh, <laughs> so, Kevin is letting yeah, no, it's, it's just, uh, it's just, I mean, you <laughs> Doug already said, Doug already pointed out most of the things that I, that I like, it yeah, it's just, uh, 
It's one of my favorite M Night movies. It's great. I cried a lot. I still cry thinking about it. I think it's lovely. I think it's like some of the best encapsulation of like his just, like loose. really pure, like beautiful optimism. <laughs> um, it rocks. Uh, so that's my number eight. Uh, Doug, your number eight pick. John Wick, Chapter oh, Four. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna keep this brief. Um, unlike the movie, uh, there's a scene where blind donnie yen is kicking john wick's ass uh with a cane um while john wick is like scrambling on the floor for a gun and it's really cool yeah uh, i agree yeah. that's a cool saying <laughs> that's my that's my that's my short <laughs> a, that's like a, it's a movie full, it's a mo- yeah it's a movie full of cool scenes we did do a whole episode on it but yeah, yeah it's a movie full of cool shit um, um and i think owen thinks so as well i know owen loved it <laughs> <laughs> yeah um the way that I feel about John Wick Forest <laughs> the way that Doug feels about Bottoms, and Bottoms is my number eight. So we'll do a little <laughs> trade off there. Uh, they play a uh, party for you by Charlie That's XCX true. in this. That movie. song's fucking amazing. Um, I love that song. They also play Complicated in this movie. That's true. Uh, kind of banging soundtrack. Uh, Not even I, kind of. <laughs> Yeah, kind of a bangers. Uh, I don't know. Marshawn Lynch is in this movie. <laughs> He's great, by the way. I just listened to him on a podcast the other day. He was on the Smartless podcast. He uh, should be on our podcast. Episode. Oh. Fun guy. Fun dude. Can any listener movie. connect us to Marshawn Lynch? <laughs> <laughs> what movie were we talking about? I don't even know. Uh, the the Hobbs movie. Yard. The, the Hot movie. <laughs> the Bunny movie. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think this movie's funny um i do um i think it's fun i really have fun watching this movie i saw it many times in the movie theater i just think it was a fun this is the most i've seen a movie in theaters it was i do i think the same i I think it was just it it was in theaters when i i first moved to back to school and i had like time before classes started so i just would go and it was just just a really fun movie It's 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 like 90 minutes it's really it's a fun movie I don't think it's perfect by any means, but I I like a lot of the people in it. I think they're really fun performers. I think they're funny. Uh, yeah, and it's just like it's a fun comedy movie. That is yeah. um, not the most common thing that we get anymore. Yeah, it's my first honorable mention. It's the first movie off my list. It's my number eleven. Um, but yeah, I also yeah, I, I do think like fun. the I think the high school like uh, I like high school movies. I think they're interesting. I think the high school like satire of like the football team is really funny to me as like <laughs> i don't know i just like how like the uh point of view of the the players are uh, like yeah. the goofiness of that it's jolly yeah. it's a little my... jolly time you know yeah no i agree my number <laughs> seven pick which i don't think either of you have seen my number seven first, pick bro. is how to blow up a pipeline um, oh yeah i still haven't seen just... that just Woo. fucking oh no owen has seen it he doesn't like it yeah and um, he told me it's we're not like... doing a... wait did we do a podcast on that no i no we did not no. Um, we were going to we and then the strike yeah i wish oh, we did but then <laughs> oh the yeah. strike happened yeah i forgot i, I remember i, I watched so. it and kevin yeah. said i'm not showing up the podcast anymore yeah i don't want to listen to owen talk about it like <laughs> uh this is just like fucking non-stop like eco like thriller sport. like 
awesome shit like it's just like a group of like cool ass people coming together to do cool fucking eco terrorism and it rocks uh like it's just fucking fun from beginning to end it is like the embodiment of tension it's so far it mixes like my desire to watch movies that make me anxious with my desire for like awesome political thrillers um yeah, this movie, this movie's fucking awesome. I love How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Um, and we will be talking about it no further so that Owen doesn't have room to say anything negative. Uh, Doug, you're number seven. Have you guys heard of a movie called Oppenheimer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny you mention it now. <laughs> keep, keep going. Um, I already, I mean, I got hit, I hit all the bases on our 60 second um, yeah. thing at the beginning here. I could, do, I could do a, I could do a podcast episode on Oppenheimer that's longer than the movie. But... Uh, it's like a triumphant editing. Um, I think it's good. Uh, I think it's, yeah. Okay, Owen, you're number seven. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'll talk like Oppenheimer, like an adult. I, uh, I think Oppenheimer. <laughs> I don't know. I think this is one of Nolan's best movies, and it really took a second watch for me to really appreciate it. But it's, I think it's got like a really fantastic. What are you doing? I was doing a one, but then I realized if this finger is as long as the other finger, then it's <laughs> I was not doing the look Illuminati like, like fucking shout out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this is one of Nolan's best. I think it's got a really interesting like rhythm and beat to it. It moves really fast for a three-hour yeah. movie. Like, it, I mean, it's zooming. three hours of just like we're fucking zooming. montage, like cut three-hour montage, cut, like uh, yeah. fucking I don't know, really fantastic performances. Uh, yeah. kind of a, a beautiful looking movie. Uh, um, you know, it's just maybe, like, like one of the scariest movies ever made, made, arguably. Um, serious, most serious, scariest. Oh, scary. Yeah, what, like. Yeah. Like like in the, like the existential dread that the movie yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. like like create is like um like I, I don't know I've seen I saw I watched it twice once I don't know I watched it <laughs> once I, I saw it once um uh and like I remember afterwards I was just like this doesn't make me feel good about the state of the world you know yeah like, no, it doesn't make me feel good about life uh, I mean yeah you know Killian Murphy is fantastic I, I th- but it's I think it's yeah. it's it's Killian Murphy so great but there's um. There was a fucking laundry list load of supporting actors that that come in for fucking. Two yeah, I mean dimes one of the deepest benches in any movie. Oh ever. yeah, like maybe I mean, the deepest a, bench a in full cinema history. Fifteen like, man, like it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, this yeah. is kind of one of those. It's kind of one of those movies where like khakis and uh, t-shirt playing dropping thirty. <laughs> like it's like yeah, that's illegal. You know, you like, Alex Wolf even... with like five minutes Whoa. of screen time. Like, yeah. like Roderick you know, is coming out. You know when you you know when you watch like movies a couple decades old and you're like holy shit like look at all of the people in this movie like this is the type of movie where people like thirty years from now are gonna look back at it and be like how the fuck did all of those all of these people end up in the same movie yeah it's kind of like (laughs) it's it's something that Wes Anderson is able to do because he's Wes Anderson and he just has like the the pull to just get guys. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I said uh, it was the deepest bench. It's not. Asteroid City's the deepest bench. But uh, <laughs> it's 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 Christopher Nolan showing that he also has pull here. And I I don't. It's like I, that stuff's really cool. I just yeah. be like the fact. There's that not a white guy on the planet who doesn't love Christopher Nolan. The hell? True. Not no, literally true. I, like I'm sure there is. I uh. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that, the fact that this movie kind of just exists is is just very fascinating to me. 
Yeah. Wait, also, is this your number seven, Owen, yeah. or are you just rambling yeah. about how this, this, oh, okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> I was confused. I was like, is this like, I thought I thought you were doing like a transition where you like yeah, use Oppenheimer to name your movie, but then it went on for like three minutes. And I was like, damn, this no, is yeah, Oppenheimer is, let me, okay, let me rephrase it. I'm being a little cute and like dumb about Oppenheimer. It's a very good movie. I, my thing is like, it is, it is obviously such a major work. And it, it is like obviously like the, like the culture at large has has named this movie as like like a monumental like pillar in modern cinema. Yeah, like right. Of our time, yeah. yeah, a lot of like our time, like well, one, of, like, one of the most important it. movies like made in contemporary cinema. So it's like for me, somebody that watched it once and like wasn't blown away by it as much as like most people were, I'm just kind of like, yeah. I don't know what to say about it. You know? Yeah, I, mean? I think no, I think like, I, think, I agree. It's yeah. like I think it's very good and it's very fascinating that this movie exists, but I don't think it's like the best movie of the year or like the best movie of the decade or even close. Like, yeah. I think it's a good Nolan film. I think Tenet's better. Uh, I agree. But I think it's better than a lot of his catalog. I, I'm just not a big fan of his catalog to begin with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, it's, it's it's really great. Uh, okay. Tom Conti uh, as Einstein. As Einstein. All yeah. time guy. All yeah. time guy. He just a fucking appears <laughs> like he's the fucking magical man, bro. If there's one thing I can say about Oppenheimer, it is that the editing is very good and it's like you will be hard pressed to find a movie that is as well edited on like an objective level as oppenheimer is that has ever been made like Mm, yeah benny safty's great too oh love benny safty i mean the the cast did you guys see his hair and that stupid fielder thing (laughs) yeah and the curse it looks fucking awesome um (laughs) he looks like my my aunt my (laughs) number six pick my number six pick is a movie that you guys do not oh. count as a 2023 movie, but for the sake of my list, say Skinner it Rink? Yeah, my number six you pick is Skinner Rink. Come on, bro. Um, listen, it just... came out in theaters in 2023. It's on my we list. We watched okay? that shit like, in like... Okay, congrats, congrats. You watched it before me, congrats. Like, what the fuck do you want? You want a pat on the back? You want a fucking cookie, dude? Yeah, bro, I, I do want a cookie. Yeah, yeah. Guys, though, it's on my fucking list. Can I get some help with that? Jesus. Like... Uh yeah, it's on my list. Uh, you guys can shut the fuck up about it. It's staying there. What is this at um, six? Yeah, it's at number six. You're it's... a disgrace. The five movies above it are great. Okay, we don't have to talk about those. We'll talk you're gonna put about it on the later. wrong year um, and put it at six. Okay, you know what? Uh, fuck Skinner. Uh, Doug, give me your number six. Uh, uh, I love Skinner. Shout out Kyle Rubal, a uh, friend of the pod. No. Skinner um, might be one if I do it this year. Um, definitely wouldn't be for me. But Skinner's very good. Love that movie. Um, Doug hates fucking horror I, movies. Yeah, Skinner is the scariest movie I've seen. In Doug years. hates the Outwaters, by the way. If anyone sees this, no, I like the Outwaters. Oh, yeah, I like stars. the Outwaters. <laughs> no, also open invitation right now. I, I'm doing this on the fuck on mic on the podcast. Robbie Van Banfitch, director of the Outwaters, please come on our podcast and talk about it. I would love to have a conversation with you. Yeah, Kyle he would love ball. to tell you. He would love to tell you about how he doesn't think it's all that good. Kyle, no, I love, out. I like it. I think it's like a really interesting fucking movie. Kyle Oderball, director of Skinner Marink, please come on our podcast. We would love to talk to you. <laughs> That's like, listen, just putting that out in the air. Um, my sixth favorite movie of the year is The Killer, directed by a guy named David Fincher. You heard of him? You ever heard yeah. of him, pussy? Yeah, it's, yeah, this movie fucking rocks. Okay, it's too bad all... it doesn't count as a 2023 movie. Um, I've watched it twice in theaters. It's a fucking Netflix freak movie. Oh, Jesus. I've watched this shit twice in theaters. I'm going to go see it a third time in theaters. This thing is really amazing, and it's my favorite score of the year. Um, my favorite score, uh, what's his name? Um, what is what? his name? Morrissey? The Nine Inch Nails guy. Uh, um... 
Trent Reznor. Sorry, gosh, my, oh, bra- my brain Reznor. fucking. I was like looking on. Yeah, the, he's it's great. Like, he's an yeah. he's an all timer. Yeah, Trent Reznor. The Trent Reznor oh, score the killer. I think is fucking break. amazing. I'm not going to talk about it very much because it is. We're going to do a whole episode about it. Little tease. Um, but yeah, yeah killer is my sixth favorite movie. Wait, tease though, man. <laughs> all right Owen, your sixth favorite movie of the year uh, i can't i don't know my passcode uh dungeons what? and dragons <laughs> oh. <laughs> i'm hoping my phone um yeah i mean kevin talked about this a little it's kind of um we talked about earlier how bad chris evans is chris pine might be the, just the best chris you know he's the definitive like, chris yeah he's in the great movie world. in this movie uh I, michelle rodriguez is cool i just like i don't know we don't She's get so high good. High She's fantasy great, is yeah. kind of a dead um, little genre because of the Lord of the Rings. Make it a comeback. Make it a comeback. Uh, it only kind of high fantasy only kind of exists on TV nowadays. Um, you know, with the the big boom of Game of Thrones, uh, just every popular fantasy movie has kind of led us into the worst, or any like high fantasy media has led us into like the worst direction for it. Um, we've just kind of gotten into like very grayscale tv slop um which is like the worst kind of shit um and yeah that's actually high fantasy really is kind of like existing just on tv right now like... yeah uh so for this movie to exist and this movie to be good is something that uh puts a smile on my face i love hugh grant i mean there's a lot of great uh people in this movie sophia Le- lillis is really great as well. I uh, what's that guy's name in uh, Detective Pikachu? He's really oh, solid. Justice Smith, my favorite. Justice Smith is really. He's good. like he's like low key one of my favorite working actors right now. Like yeah, I just I get like so excited too. when I see him on screen. I think he's a fun uh, guy. I uh, I like these yeah, guys. He's and, great. Uh, the movie's cool. Um, I'm assuming we're gonna. I feel like we should get another one, but uh, yeah, I'm hoping know. we didn't, do. We didn't make that much money, right? So. Yeah, I'm we'll hoping see. We I don't do know. That. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I think it's a really fun movie. That if I again, like I talked about this with Oppenheimer, a lot of these movies that uh, are on my top ten, I'm like, I'm a, I'm really happy these movies just fucking exist, uh, in the landscape of the modern day, and I think this movie rules. And I think this like Kevin mentioned it too, but I, I do think um, this is a movie that's gonna stick around, and be a yeah. be one that you know you throw on. A, yeah it's like the perfect cool. movie to like throw on when you're hanging out with it like you guys just want to watch yeah you know no it's i mean, I mean like it's so fun it's so fun like this is a fun movie it's so fun yeah, yeah. it's really um, fun yeah my number five pick is killers of the flower moon which we mentioned in our little oh, God, this movie session uh yeah i mean it's it's fantastic <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies from scorsese and i was watching some of his movies kind of leading up to its release and um I'm super impressed by it. It's one of my favorites. Obviously, uh, if you've heard me talk uh, on the podcast before about my love for Kelly Riker, that comes hand in hand with my love for Lily Gladstone um, and like seeing her in a role this massive and just like giving one of the best performances I've seen in my entire life is uh, quite amazing. Obviously, like you pair that with the fact that Scorsese is is doing great stuff. And I think that um as much as i can respect him and and as great as he is i don't know that he always tells the kinds of stories that i'm super interested in i think age of innocence for example is like one of the exceptions where i'm like this is some this is the kind of thing i love and now scorsese is directing it because of the flower moon like this is the kind of story that i want to watch a movie about and uh scorsese 
does a fucking fantastic job with that. Like it's just, it's just great stuff. Um, so this is my number five. I agree. It's very good. Um, my number five favorite movie, my fifth favorite movie of the year is Bo is Afraid, directed by, written and directed by. Surprised this isn't higher. Number five. Ari Aster. Well, I don't know. The way we'll you talked see. about it, I thought this was like a top three. Well, we'll see how the chips fall. You know, it's like. Yeah, right. You, you, start, you shuffle stuff around. I do the same yeah, thing. Yeah. Like fluid, I, it it flows. Know? It flows. Yeah. What was that? Fuck, <laughs> I was muted, bro. Yeah, you're muted. What was that? <laughs> uh, never mind. I just fucking yelled at you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have crazy. it in me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, crazy. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Bo's okay. afraid. Uh, did we do an episode about this? I forgot. Um, I did, maybe. Th- does anybody remember? It? <laughs> I don't know. Listen, they all like. Listen, we're like forty episodes deep, now, man. I think. I think we reached the number where we're allowed to say that we don't remember, right? Forty is like forty is like enough. enough. I don't know. I feel like 40 enough. We're, we're retiring? No, 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 no. Like, where it's like we're allowed to say that we don't Finally. know if we talked about something. Anyway, Doug, keep talking about Bo's Afraid. I'll check if we did an episode on it. We did do an episode on it. We did uh, do an continue. episode on it. So here's what I'll yeah. say. Find the, I find the movie deeply relatable. I think that it's incredible. Ari Aster is literally me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Ari Aster would be a dream interviewer, interviewee. Now that we're talking about directors who want to get on the show. It's yeah. um, a big uh, job in, in popularity um but um yeah if you want to listen to us talk about it in depth go listen to our episode about it i'm sure it's great <laughs> i don't know yeah. it's i'm sure it's totally awesome who's on that one is, uh, it, is there a guest is there no I didn't, i'm just asking if we're all on it <laughs> oh, oh, three of us on we it. are all on it yeah we are it's us talking about bo's afraid and evil dead rise in the same episode uh, oh Ooh, the fuck okay. scheduled yeah. that program <laughs> uh, you mean two movies coming out the same week i don't know why don't you fucking ask them <laughs> all right yeah ask, ask us from the past yeah um, okay uh owen what's oh, your fifth favorite movie of the year yeah oh um Okay. Owen's Owen's figuring out his path again. <laughs> you okay, buddy? We are going a little long. I'm not, we are, sorry. but that's okay. It's uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> the Pope's Exorcist is hell my yeah, brother. Yeah. Fuck yes. Uh, this movie is kind of rules. I don't know. I was just like, I I watched this movie before I saw any Exorcist movie, and I was just like, <laughs> hey, Exorcism's kind of rule. Okay. Yeah, it does. It rocks. Um, who also rules is Russell Crowe on that little. What do you call that bike thing? Uh, a mope. Uh, no, a Vespa. 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 Yeah, Vespa the Russell Crowe trench coat, hat, Vespa, going around Italy, telling the fucking Pope to screw himself. I just uh, that's just kind of a vibe, man. I uh, I really, I really rock with that. Yeah, um, Russell yeah. Crowe does a silly little accent. He's a little silly Italian yeah. man. I think this yeah. is a movie. I always think about this movie. It's like um, if I saw this movie in the store. I'd fucking snatch it away right away, you know. I I like uh I like to take that one home with me because I think yeah. this movie is just a. This is a if you you know had this on a, a film reel you'd ruin it you you'd play it so many times that you'd never see it again you know yeah. I just I think this is an inst like a uh I think it's a easily like an instantly rewatchable kind of movie that you can kind of uh watch again with like, similar to the Dungeons and Dragons experiment I think you can just kind of pop this one on yearly i just, I just really do think it is kind of a, a a beautiful little movie that exists and apparently we're gonna get fucking 200 of them and i uh, hope so <laughs> i hope we get 20 of these fucking movies oh my god because that, it's, it's just, i mean it's the, the i mean one of the issues with 
um, you know, with an exorcist movie, you gotta have a you gotta have a power that you know combats and juxtaposes these demons. And when you have the fucking swagger of Russell Crowe, you know, on the other opposite end, it's a really it's a it's a dynamic battle that uh, you know, yeah, yeah. It's popcorn no, like- and curly fries, man. I just I eat it up. Yeah, like, like if if the Conjuring universe is like losing its steam and coming to a close slowly, you know, um, which listen, I'm on for the ride. I'm going down with the ship. If the ship's going down, you know what I'm saying. But I'm just oh, yeah, saying, yeah. right? If the ship is going down for the Conjuring universe, like the having Pope's Russell Crowe universe is going to save like, it. Like no, like the Pope's Exorcist could be like the like the thing that like replaces the void, you know, where it's like yeah. Russell Crowe is totally like a, a suitable kind of like replacement in this space for Patrick Wilson. And I love like I love Russell Crowe for taking this job, yeah, because I mean it's such like a it's such a fun job, and I I think it's it's kind of a yeah. I mean, no, unless I they paid him, Russell unless they paid him gonna... ninety million dollars for this, it's really a testament of like just the craft that he's in it more that uh, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's wonderful. It's awesome. He's just really, really dope fucking movie. Doing it for the love of the game. Oh, yeah. We also did a Pope's Exorcist episode. Um, <laughs> we did, so go yeah. listen to that if you want to oh, hear me did. and Owen wow. freak out about it for a long time. Um, we do a lot of episodes, don't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> for most movies. It's almost like we have a podcast. Yeah. Um, okay, my number four pick is Wes Anderson's Asteroid City. Uh, my favorite Wes Anderson movie uh, as of... Really? right now yeah i love this thing i think it's great i want to watch it again i want to watch it again immediately after seeing it but i didn't get a chance to go to the movies again i did watch it it again immediately Um, after seeing it yeah i should have i really should have i I will watch it again soon though when i'm when i'm able to to watch it again from home i'm gonna i'm gonna watch that is it not digital yet actually yeah i think i can i think i can just watch it again right now yeah yeah i i mean it's great it's great like i I moonrise kingdom moonrise kingdom was like long undefeated my favorite wes anderson movie i think this is even better i I know your ranking is just abysmal yeah i know i know whatever (laughs) you know what no i'm tired i'm tired of making shit and getting shit on you're number four so you're you're being i'm tired just like i want to stop talking that's yeah why that's your response <laughs> yeah i'm i because i don't fight i don't fight back like sorry you the, know, the mail is you, you guys want to be mean and annoying to, and like the mail told me to, to, to heat it up a little no, episode, fight yeah. back bro fight back stop taking shit i'm listening to the reception doug your fourth favorite movie <laughs> my fourth favorite movie of the year i don't actually now i'm looking at it bows afraid it should be higher but it's whatever um my fourth favorite movie of the year is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, directed by Christopher McQuarrie. Um, movie rules, bro. Uh, Joe Biden likes it. Yeah. He said it made him scared of AI. Um, Did he say that? I don't remember yeah. that. Um, the movie is fucking awesome. Uh, I'm trying to remember our lost episode. Um, gonna bring this up on mic right now. Our lost episode, meaning that I'm probably gonna just recover and post it on audio only. Um, yeah. <laughs> which uh is fine. Um, for Patreon members only. For yeah, for Patreon members only. Um, is uh <laughs> we we talk about it. Um, I really love this movie a lot. I love Mission Impossible as a franchise. One of my favorite franchise. It might be my favorite franchise of films. To be honest, um, yeah. I love Mission Impossible. I've talked about it a lot. Tom Cruise, one yeah. of my favorite actors. This movie's really good. I don't know what to say. Uh, I love <laughs> the the AI stuff. I think it's kind of silly and fun. Uh, I love the stunts and action choreography. It's kind of like a good time. Good time. Yep, that's my fourth yeah. favorite movie of the year. Okay, Owen. All right, Owen, you're number four. The creator. Okay. Starring John Davis. <laughs> Starring John David Washington. 
Uh, yeah, this movie just kind of uh, works for me. I don't really have much to say about it. I think, I mean, I, again, I, we talked about this earlier a little bit. I think John David Washington is cool. Everything, I like all of the, like, it's like a bunch of, it feels like a fucking, uh, you know when you go to the fucking grocery store and they have those really weird, like, food items that are just, like, a mashup of different things? It's like, uh... Yeah. Like mashed potatoes and corn. Like, who thought of that, bro? That's like, no, that's crazy. No, no, no. It's <laughs> like, uh, it's like, corn it's like Sour Patch Kids cereal. Like, it's like, oh, like okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Sour Patch Kids and I like cereal. Uh, but it's like also like, uh, you know, like tricks are in there too or something. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. I just like a bunch of things. They're, they're kind of, it's kind of a bowl of, oh, I was talking earlier about the, uh, the Death Star. Um, I think the, um, the like, I don't even know what the fuck it's called. But he has this big like shit and it like, with, like just, lasers. It just beam a bitch, yeah. you know. Like it's just like I don't know. It's just like it feels. I think that like the threat that is created in there is really interesting to me because I it's it's like I don't know for me the Death Star it's it's is not that scary because when you shoot the planet you don't see the people fucking like die, you know. You just see the fucking like miniature explode. Um, I mean I haven't seen Rogue One in forever. Maybe he does that. I'm freezing. Yeah, I'm freezing for you. <laughs> for me, at least, I don't know, but but we can still hear you. Um, okay, whatever. Um, but I like. I think the idea of like the, the thing just kind of like, uh, you know, mowing the fields down of the people is really like interesting as an idea. I don't know. There's a lot of like little things that yeah. I think are. What? <laughs> Am I like lagging? It's an, no, it's an interesting idea to you to to mow down fields of people. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's like as a as a as like a scare <laughs> you think that's something thing, we should... as a horror, as a horror tactic, as like a as like right. an enemy opposition kind of uh, mothership to just kind of see that is really interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot of uh, neat uh, you know visual elements that really um, are interesting to me. But yeah, I think it's a it's a cool little you know sci-fi movie from Gareth Edwards. The uh, a lot of the you know you have um what's the guy's name that did the uh, he he doesn't do the cinematography, but he's the the guy who did Dune and stuff. Oh, are you thinking of uh, uh, of uh, 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 Fraser? Right? Yeah, Jonathan Glazer. No, 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 no. Fraser. 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 Greg Fraser. Sorry, Greg. Greg Fraser. 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 I love Glazer. My brain's all over the place. Yeah, Jonathan. Uh, no, Greg Fraser. Um, like famous cinematographer. Yeah. 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 yeah <laughs> no, the Greg Fraserisms are all over this. And I really love those. I think it's everything is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, okay. My number three favorite movie of the year is. The Holdovers uh, has taken a little jump up my list because uh, I just can't stop thinking of that. I mean, we talked about it in our little rapid fire thing, but it's just like it's I mean, you know, I like sweet movies and this is as sweet as it gets. Like, it's just like I <laughs> I cried like six times during this movie. <laughs> like, I'm just like it's just like overwhelmingly emotional. Obviously, Owen loves it because Paul Giamatti is doing Paul Giamatti things uh, maybe to the highest level. And I uh, and I like that stuff as well. But. I just think it's like kind of a like, I don't know it's it's a movie that like all of the stuff in it could be really annoying and maybe not work in a different movie but it works perfectly in this movie and you just kind of completely buy into it and it's just like 
the i don't know it's just the sweetest movie we're gonna get in a while like it's like i want to watch it at christmas time i want to watch it next christmas i want to watch it yeah. for every christmas for the rest of my life like it's just yeah it's just perfect like it just puts you in a good mood and like i felt amazing after watching it like it's just been on my mind constantly i um, haven't seen it yet but i'm gonna see it on sunday uh and i'm going to um a screening that alexander payne's gonna be in attendance for and he's gonna do oh shit really yeah exactly i think that. the most <laughs> like the thing is is like maybe i like it also because it just kind of caught me by surprise like i did not go into this movie thinking it would be one of my favorite movies of the year at all like i wasn't really that excited for it even um like i saw the trailer and i was I like, like, oh, that like no but i was like i saw the trailer and i was like that could be like something i could <laughs> get behind um but oh, yeah man. i don't know i love it it's great I didn't hear what Owen said. Was it something bad? Moving on. No. Uh, so my, uh, let me go back to Letterboxd. Uh, my third favorite movie of the year is a little film. I don't know if anybody's mentioned it before or heard of it. It's called Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah. Uh, directed by Martin Scorsese. Um, uh, it's like this is a movie that has just grown the more I think about it. You know, it's like, it's like I, I watched it and then I was like, hmm. Then I want, and I had some thoughts about it. I had some criticisms. Um, so I'm like, not like, like, oh, this movie's bad, blah, 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 but like some just like actual, like academic, like trying to engage with the text kind of criticisms, you know? And then yeah. I saw it literally the next day in theaters. I just went back the next day and watched it again. Um, and I was like, hmm. And I thought about it some more. Then the next, like, I, then I just basically thought about it every fucking day for the next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've just been thinking about it and I'm like, man this guy's kind of a genius isn't he you know <laughs> like this martin scorsese guy is kind of a fucking genius um, yeah that guy really knows what he's doing and it's like it's one of those things where it's like it's not the most stylized movie in the world but it's like it's so interesting narratively and the way that he decided to take this like kind of true crime story and like engage with it and twist it into this piece of cinema like this late in his life and try to kind of experiment narratively in interesting ways and like it's uh you know the performances like are amazing like i've said this before i know that owen brings up the he really likes the robert de niro performance which is amazing right robert de niro is fucking amazing but like i think that lily gladstone in this movie i'm i'm, I'm talking like i think this is like one of the greatest performances in like yeah, modern I've, cinema this is, yeah this is one of the greatest like, performances like, I've to ever me seen. for me it, it goes like for me in terms of like like this like modern era of cinema that we're in it, it might go like I'm talking like last 10 years let's say right i'm talking like it might go like lydia tar kate blanchett right number one and then like lily gladstone number two in terms of like all performances in narrative cinema and i'm like yeah. this is it's like so astonishing um the way it's shot you know the whole like the costuming and like the 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 the, the accents and the dialogue and like the the real like thematic weight of everything it's such a powerful fucking movie i like it a lot yeah. i could talk about it for th three more hours whatever yeah Okay. Same. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, and your number three favorite so, movie. So, Insidious the Red Door, I yeah. think. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a spiritual companion <laughs> to, to Oh, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is really high on my wrist. I, um, for me, it really recontextualizes the whole franchise in a really interesting way. Um, yeah. And it's a franchise that I wasn't really huge on going into the movie. Kevin kind of talked about getting caught. And uh, this really movie, I didn't expect to love this movie. Oh, by surprise, you mean. You just, um, so, you just said I talked about getting caught. I was like, what do you mean by that? So, I don't know. I, 
I really do love this movie. I think there's a lot of it that um that just kind of connected with me emotionally, and I resemble or not resembled me, but uh, I re- uh resonated with. Um, and that's kind of the that's why it kind of gets um a little points higher than some of the other uh, movies that I just really liked. Uh, this is just more of a movie that I really connected so, with. It's and a literally really me movie. Yeah, literally me <laughs> movies uh, are like a little extra brownie points. It's just how it's gonna go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so really rules. I like horror movies a lot. Uh, cool horror movie. I don't think it's like, but I also like I like horror movies where it's like really heartfelt. I think the uh the uh, family emotional aspects of the movie are really strong, and it makes me cry like a baby. Uh, and that's why I like the movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Speaking of crying like a baby, um, <laughs> my number two favorite movie of the year is is an Owen favorite as well, but he left it off his list for some reason. Uh, Past Lives is my second favorite movie <laughs> of the year. Oh, it was um, my honorable mention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, down at like number sixty-five for the uh, the bottom ten um, list. Right, right. <laughs> anyway, Past Lives is my second favorite movie of the year. It's listen. The more I think about it, as time passes. I have a strong feeling that like maybe this movie is going to kind of like dwindle in terms of like where I rank it. And I can definitely see stuff like Asteroid City and the holdovers kind of like taking over its spot. Um, But at the same time, it's just so personally resonant in a way that like few movies over the past couple of years have been. Um, So I just adore it. Uh, We have talked about it uh, before. (laughs) Um, So I'm not going to talk about it too much. Yeah, we have a whole episode about it um yeah i mean it's just great i love yeah. past lives so so much uh, anyway that's my number two pick of the year i won't talk about how i fucking cried the entire drive home afterwards um doug your second favorite movie of the year i started what? doing laundry during that one my second yeah. favorite movie of the in year the theater is <laughs> oh, um, oh yeah you didn't see it in theaters right <laughs> my right, second favorite yeah. movie of the year is all four wes anderson shorts on netflix um okay, i'm counting it as fair, one actually. i'm counting it as one cheating anthology film <laughs> yeah fair enough uh and i mean fucking he's the goat brother i sat down and watched all those bitches in one sitting and i was like fuck bro he's the goat yeah. <laughs> he's operating on a different fucking level than any other filmmaker is yeah. right now just that constantly... sentence will have even more meaning when we get to your number one thing yeah man just constantly <laughs> fucking pushing himself in like structurally in terms of images in terms of like like narrative and like it's just he's i don't oh i don't even know bro it's like this idea of like making these roll doll novels and he's like okay he's sitting down and he's like he loves roll doll and it really colors all of his films right so how is he going to adapt these roll doll short stories he's like they're short what if we just have the actors read them and what if we create like this kind of like stage motif and then what if we do this and what if we do this and it's like holy shit you just made a masterpiece by be by like just like going out and swinging and being like these like really creative kind of like like just interesting ideas that you're allowed to make because companies like netflix will just give you money to just like experiment you know to just like go out there and experiment and do new things and it's fucking brilliant it's amazing i i i I love wes anderson i love wes anderson right now i love wes anderson and what he's doing right now um anyways yeah he's awesome uh okay owen your second favorite movie of the year uh another literally me movie is the holdovers yeah um that's just how this is gonna work uh they're gonna get like little bumps up to the top uh they like fucking shot this movie in my backyard practically um 
they just like kind of uh you know took a fast one on me uh, <laughs> they just said here uh here you go here buddy i think paul giamatti <laughs> you should have been, been an extra you should have been one of the kids leaving the paul giamatti i should have been one of the girls flirting with him at the bowling alley i um <laughs> yeah i don't know i like i said we talked about this earlier um i think it's um it's you know, a very traditional narrative movie that um i think not uh, the kind of thing you usually go for yeah but i do think yeah. it um it's uh it's very good i um it's not very great i mean very great it's not like perfect because of some uh that is just what it is but um i think as far as narrative uh strictly narrative uh you know script centered acting centered uh motion pictures to come out this year it's definitely at the top uh again yeah, yeah paula giamatti's uh terrific um most of the cast is pretty unknown i think they're all really good as well uh you know i mean it, it looks really great uh there's been like you know it's supposed to be like it's supposed to kind of have that 70s feel um which um i think it's interesting yeah uh, not yeah i mean it's, i think it's, it's really great really an emotional uh strong uh like you know typical so... you know yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's it's. Uh, I think it's uh, Kevin mentioned it as well. I think it's a great family movie to you know, whole because uh, it's a, you know with it being a typical narrative. I think um, no one's gonna be too weirded out or you know it's a, it's a movie that will kind of uh, bode well with everyone. But I think uh, everyone will kind of be a, a fan of it. It's a t- it's a movie to really hate. Yeah, I'm really yeah. excited to see it. Um, my number one favorite movie of the year of the year uh, to, to no surprise for anybody listening uh, as it's been hinted at it's in the creed episode three. before it's creed three. uh <laughs> it's close but it's close to the top 10 i mean but um <laughs> no uh, my favorite movie of the year is oppenheimer um might be very difficult to dethrone what happened it, to creed three, you know man? we've listen i like creed three <laughs> it's on the list but it doesn't yeah it's not on the top 10 it's low. I mean, everyone thinks on the list everything's sorry to creed three um anyway uh yeah so i've <laughs> said it's on a list like it like it's possible to get kicked off the list. okay you know what i you know what i meant i mean it was cl- like it's it's outside the top 10 but it's not like low anyway um oppenheimer uh yeah. it, just like it's just like perfect i mean i've talked you know about how like, like nolan has fallen out of movie. yeah of course um i've For talked reason, about I'm not saying how like yeah. yeah no 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 yeah yeah um i mean like Nolan has kind of fallen out of favor a little bit. I rewatched the dark Knight in theaters recently. And I was like, yeah, this used to be like my second favorite movie ever. It's just not anymore. Um, this is like the best thing that he could ever possibly make. I think, I don't really know how he gets better than this. Like it is just uh, a combination of him. Like, like how good he is as a director, uh, paired with the fact that it has a lead performance from my favorite working actor and not just any lead performance, uh, hopefully like, Oscar winning like best actor performance from the man that I love the most uh, you know in the acting world. Funny. Um, this podcast is such a mess in a funny way. I'm ha- I think it brings a good energy, but it's like this is like the seventh time we brought up Oppenheimer. No, yeah, <laughs> I know, but I, I, I yeah, of course. Like I didn't want to, <laughs> you know, funny. I didn't want to gush too much because I know I want to gush now, but like yeah. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, like I ta- I tweeted something today about how uh, David Crumholtz in this movie is just like like every scene he's in, he just like completely fucking steals it. The thing is, though, there's like five other performances that I like just as much as him. I mean, it's like an ensemble cast that like it, I, it just doesn't get better than this. Like it's like it's just a perfect like display of acting. It's so well written. I bought the script book at Barnes and Noble. I'm gonna watch it from home now so that I could sit there with my script book and like, just fucking read through it and fucking mark that shit up while I watch this movie which is something I never thought I would say about a fucking Christopher Nolan script. Um, like it is, it's just unreal. Like, and not to mention as a, a, like a political, like a piece of political commentary, whether it's like really intentional on Nolan's part or not. I think that this condemns America in a way that like a mainstream fucking billion dollar blockbuster uh, might never achieve again. <laughs> like it is just uh, like for all of like the great fun that people might get out of this because of the fact that it's full of like really fun performances and like great moments and even like some pretty funny moments mixed with all the drama like it is a harrowing fucking movie like it is just a despicable like at times like fucking hard to watch just sad sad movie um in a way that just like won't leave your brain forever like watching this movie like it's a fucking ultimate like feel bad movie like you leave the theater and you feel just like drained after watching it in the best way possible because it's like i never thought that these were emotions that i could feel after watching a fucking christopher nolan movie but the guy fucking did it like he did it (laughs) i think it's i think it's perfect (laughs) i wanted to talk a little bit more about oppenheimer now because this is the last time we're going to talk about it this episode um is that um something that i really like um that i've noticed that i didn't bring up before was that i think that he has found like the perfect crew you know what i mean like um between i hold on i would have to look at the letterbox page name all of them but Uh, like these are all like up right now but these are all like really significant people if you just want to name them. But like I'm talking about like this uh, Hoytzman Hoytzman, like the cinematographer. I forgot her name, but the art director. Um, it's a very similar crew to what Jordan Peele found on Nope. But like these yeah. people, like um, and obviously uh, I forgot uh Ludwig the um, yeah Ludwig Göransson. Yeah, I mean he's yeah, like these like these people that like that he has in this crew that he came to like work with Oppenheimer. I think he, like the perfect craftsman in each of their yeah. fields for like what he for his style and what he's trying to. Yeah, do. I, I didn't even mention he, it in my ramblings, but like the Ludwig Göransson score is just like. I mean, yeah. it's unbelievable stuff. I'm not like somebody to like go and like listen to like movie scores like outside of watching the movie, but I listened to it. Like I just pulled it up like kind of recently on Spotify and just played it. And I was like, this is like unreal. <laughs> like it's like so I'm, in the context of the movie, it's also unreal. But um, yeah, it's like like every aspect of it uh, is just like something I never thought I would see out of a movie, like in the way that they all combine to, to give us this um it's just fascinating yeah yeah Uh, i think that if he continues to work with these and that's like i think and i think that people are going to be like oh i'm dumb because we talk about author theory we reference author theory a lot in our personal conversations and on here a lot too um and people and i think a lot of people are just like oh it's just all nolan it's like all like this movie's good because it's just nolan but it's like i really think that it's like it's these crafts people that he has around him too that are like kind of like the best people each in kind of what they do yeah it's like an ensemble cast and then like an amazing ensemble behind the camera like it's like it's a combination of group of people it's like he's just gonna keep making movies as good as this you know like i think hopefully yeah Yeah. i mean this is it's fantastic uh okay your favorite movie of the year doug yes um you're never gonna believe this yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
You're what a surprise. Gonna... What a surprise. It's Asteroid City. Um, yeah. Asteroid City, best movie of the year for me. And I'm going to be honest, it's really not close. It's yeah. this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Like kind of what Kevin said about Oppenheimer. Um, and I'll keep this brief. Uh, I think it's perfect <laughs> you know oh i i I, yeah. <laughs> I i think that it's just perfect i think that this is like the apex mountain of wes anderson it's like it's like wes anderson it's like i kind of like referenced before it's like it's him like pushing himself creatively and experimenting with things while being like the most self-aware he's ever been while also being the most like different he's ever been and like honing in his style and his vision and it's like we did a whole episode of Ashwood City so really like go listen right. to our Ashwood City episode I think it's one of our better analysis of a movie was our Ashwood City episode uh, but it's like it's like everything he does well and like his crew and his like squad of guys that he works with like all working together to just make something that I just think is actually kind of perfect so yeah Ashwood City is my favorite movie of the year Owen Bring yeah, it home, buddy. I mean, uh, it's actually funny <laughs> that none of these have been a surprise. Uh, oh, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wasn't holding anything, hiding anything in my sleeve here. Uh, <laughs> Knock at the Cabin Hell is yeah, my brother. number one of the year. Um, I mean, Shyamalan continues to perhaps not raise the bar, but, you know, just like keep going crazy. Uh, he's kind of on a tear right now. Yeah. Um, and I don't really think anyone's kind of working like him right now. I just I think he's he's on another level, really. I, I'm really excited for his next eight works. And I think uh in terms of like masters that are just kind of pumping out their best work that aren't getting their their due, uh he's at the top of that list because uh yeah, you're not gonna hear this uh this name come up much in those uh end of the year rankings or anything. But I really have, I don't see this movie getting deep the round uh, at the that this year. I really would have a, uh, a hard time seeing that. Uh, even though I'm very excited for a lot of movies coming out this year, I do think this top ten is going to get very uh, messed around. I think this top ten overall is going to look a lot of different. But this yeah. one spot, I, I have a hard time seeing. Get We're going to do this again. I think first. Yeah, week we of will January. do. Yeah, like we first will week do of January, this. Right? Pretty, it's going to uh, be a completely different. 10 I, I tell you that right now yeah but i i have a i have a hard time seeing the number one spot uh be taken down because i just don't think someone like m knight is is uh I, you know really out there right now it's just kind of really impressive in terms of him and i think in terms of performances we talked about it earlier with batista and groff and i, I think uh, yeah there those guys are terrific um i mean we have a, we've talked at length about this movie and other other yeah, podcasts, our podcast. Did we have a guest I mean, on that episode? I don't on the knock so. of the cabin episode. Yeah, on no, the knock no, of the cabin no, episode. No, no, no. no, that's a good episode too. You should go listen to that, guys. If you haven't, if you haven't already. <laughs> there are so much. How many times night. can we promote the podcast in one? Yeah, I mean, on we've talked podcast. about M Night so much. Um, on or, here. Oh, this would be a good plug. We did um, an M Night ranked episode. Also yeah, on Real Talk, yeah. Yeah, on Real Talk and on our own podcast. Our own podcast. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We have I mean we've talked about him on length, so I, I'm not gonna go too much into it, but I, I think he I think that movie is kind of terrific. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it's my number one of the year. Sweet. There's our there's our top tens. Okay, before we uh wrap up the episode, we're gonna talk about some news. I will suggest, uh, other than our very big piece of news, how do you guys feel 
for the sake sake of time of doing a similar little rapid fire thing where I give you guys yeah, the yeah, news yeah, and you yeah. just give me a, a little yay or nay on how you feel about well, it. Well, yay or nay. Yeah. Okay. So we'll do that uh, before, yeah, before we wrap up, though, of course, reminding everybody uh, to share some Boom. feedback, like the episode, Bambi. comment, subscribe on Bambi. YouTube, rate the episode on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and follow us on Twitter. Uh, to keep up with the podcast and of course join the discord if you want to talk to us yes. um anyway the the bigger piece of news before we get into the yay or nay stuff which we won't you know talk about too much mm -hmm. because uh we're still waiting on some stuff but um like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode the reason why this episode is coming out uh sag aftra strike is officially suspended as of november 9th the day that we are recording uh because a tentative agreement between them and the amptp on a deal has been reached uh part of their statement they said that the contract is valued at over a billion dollars that it includes consent and compensation that will protect members from the threat of ai one of the big things that they were holding out for in the deal and for the first time it also establishes a streaming participation bonus um again we don't know the exact details of the contract yet we will very soon and we definitely will by the time that this episode comes out but we're recording this very fresh after this news of the strike ending um so we can't really talk about it in that much detail um, but it's a big piece of news, of course, because now we get to talk about new releases on the podcast and the actors get a fair deal and uh, all is is well in the world. Um, they held out and they won. Uh, and yeah, that's our that's our big piece of uh, strike news, strike update, I guess. And I guess probably our last strike update as far as the podcast goes, because there's no more to talk about. <laughs> okay. over. Uh, yeah, strike we'll over. talk about the deal. Maybe. That yeah, maybe we'll talk about the deal. But yeah. But yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, so let's jump into this regular news. You guys can just give me a, a yay or nay. Most of these things are like kind of just gauging by like your level of excitement. So All just right, give me a yay coach. or nay let's on go. if you're excited. Okay. Uh, first piece of news. Live action Legend of Zelda movie is in the works and Hunter Schaefer was recently interviewed on a red carpet oh, okay. about potentially playing Zelda mm -hmm. and said that it would be cool um, that Hunter Schaefer plays the video games. Uh, so yay or nay on Hunter Schaefer being cast as Zelda potentially I in a Zelda movie. Yay on Hunter Schaefer being Zelda, nay on the Zelda movie being made for because the people that are involved with it are not. Yeah, West like. Ball, man. Yeah. <laughs> Who the um, fuck gave West Ball that movie? Owen, are you a yay or a nay on this? Uh Hunter Schaefer, uh put them in movies. Right? Yes. Uh I think I love I think that casting's awesome. Uh, yeah, I think I'm that's kind about, of perfect I'm for Zelda. I'm very worried about the movie itself. <laughs> yeah. I don't know I much see, about the movie, but I'd be excited I'm to saying, see Hunter Schaefer in more big roles. So it's a My yes fan game. cast for Zelda, call me crazy. This is so Hunter oh, no, Schaefer for, for Zelda, obviously, right? Give me <laughs> yeah. choice of on as oh. Link. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, next yeah. piece of news that we're yeah. Right. Or no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, sources close to the project say that Gladiator 2 is the top priority in Pedro Pascal's mm -hmm. schedule. His future projects like The Last of Us will have to work around his schedule on Gladiator 2. They say yeah, yeah, Hall yeah, fights yeah, for the future of uh, Pedro Pascal. They're saying there's a baboon dudes. battle in that movie, man. <laughs> what the fuck? That's Paul crazy. Paul Mescal fights baboons. That's fucking awesome. But yeah, yeah or nay in terms of like the outlook with his hands. Uh, on Pedro Pascal like future projects because of yeah. this fact yeah, yeah i mean basically that's a big his dick other projects are fucking ass so no but that's like yeah. big because like no but like like you know the last of us one of the biggest tv shows in the world big dick move for him to be like go to you know warner brothers and be like hey if you want uh, me to be like i know you guys want to film the last of us as soon as possible i mean you gotta work me you gotta and talk ridley to ridley got yeah you gotta talk to bat, ridley yeah, about man. that like, <laughs> yeah the ridley no, i agree 
Um, okay, next piece of news is something that I wasn't even aware of. Uh, Mark Anthony Green's horror movie uh, titled Opus, a 24 movie, uh, is featuring a, a lengthy cast, a uh, lot of which are newcomers. Ayo Adabiri, Murray Bartlett, Amber Midthunder, Young Mazzino, Tatanka Means, Stephanie Suganami, Juliette Lewis, and John Malkovich. Uh, this cast fucking rocks. Um, like this shit John is Malkovich so is crazy. Cool. This is a big yay for me because yeah, it has people that I want to see more movies star. from. Like Amber Midthunder, I want to see in more stuff. And Tatanka Means, who is just the detective in Killers of the Flower Moon, like that lead detective guy, um, was fucking awesome. Like, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, this cast rocks. This is a yay for me. Yeah, yay. Yeah, for sure. sure. Excited Sweet. to see what comes of this. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, Greta Gerwig's The Chronicles of Narnia will reportedly oh, begin filming next year. Boo! Um, next year that I'd means say, we're gonna get casting news asap yeah i'd say this is i say this falls in the middle for me actually i don't I think, even think that, he can i love I the chronicles of narnia movies as a kid option. i like i don't listen as far, i like, like the books yeah we I talked mean, to, i mean we talked about uh like where is Greta Gerwig stuff recently but it's like that. if if this if the route she's gonna take is like directing big blockbusters there's worse people to direct them like i'm uh, fine with it no like, but the worst people should direct them sure sure but you know <laughs> what i mean like if this is if this is what we're stuck with the then like i'm happy that she's directing no my thing is like movie, it's it's like but it's okay i think it would be kind of like this if it was just like oh she's gonna make a blockbuster narnia movie but it's also like it's like gonna be a netflix original and now i'm like oh what are we doing here what is going yeah. on like <laughs> yeah i don't know unless i don't know <laughs> hey anyway uh, this one is not really a, a yay or nayable piece of news, but oh, yeah, uh, this is the thing that I was talking about earlier. Disney <laughs> is currently in talks to license some of its content to Netflix. Um, yeah, do you know we, what that means? Yeah, I mean, I, essentially, some like Disney uh, stuff, original stuff that would be on Disney Plus, I believe, will be on Netflix. Like pre-existing um, things that already yes. exist. Yeah, that already yeah, exist. They will be. Warner Brothers did something recently. Already Netflix. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Warner Brothers, and like, so I... a lot of the HBO originals are on Netflix right now too. So a neutral. Um, yeah, this is a neutral. We can't really. <laughs> that. But, um, okay, last piece of news. This is automatically a nay for Owen because it's a piece of TV news. But um, White Lotus creator Mike White teases oh, a supersized third season. He said his White. quote. His quote That's is crazy, by the way. Adult. This is one of those like this is one of those like NBA quotes where they take them and they put them on like a meme he thing. Said, he he talked about the, the third season and he said he said it's going to be longer, bigger, crazier. <laughs> That's his quote. Um, Hell yeah! And then he says there's lots of parts to cast. Uh, this is a yay for me because I like the first two seasons of White Lotus. Oh. If it turns into like lots of parts and, to and cast thing, is a nay for me because no, lots of parts to cast is exciting be, for me because be like into shitty television. If you were involved in like the Emmy circuit and how many like people got nominated for white lotus like it's it's a show that lends itself to ensemble performances like a bunch of people coming together if it means he gets a huge cast of people giving really fun performances like i'm in for that so this is a yay for me i don't know if this is on the news that you have uh but Jared I Leto climbing the empire state building no <laughs> hell that. yeah that's no, a yay was, from me man i was gonna bring up the um I was gonna bring up uh, uh, the the rumor that Edgar Wright is supposedly oh, yeah. connected to the uh, Barbarella Sydney Sweeney movie um, to direct. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting. It's just a, a rumor, lot of people but... online are saying uh, that he's a sexless director and that he doesn't have the horniness amount to direct a movie like Barbarella, which I think is quite interesting. Yeah, and they're oh. saying they might be last night in, 
they're saying they're saying they need a freak in that chair. No, uh... <laughs> yeah, get Owen in there. <laughs> I don't know. I think it'll be. I think that part of it's gonna be fine because it's like Sydney Sweeney is like the star of it and is like the producer. Like she's like ground zero for the whole project. Yeah. So it's like she's gonna have yeah. total control over like what, like how sexual it is anyway. Like yeah, the director's no, not gonna I, dictate that. Like, that's true. I that's what people. That's the worry that online. Right? I think Edgar Wright is is a talented guy. I don't think he's. I think there's yeah, far I worse. Agree. I was when I heard of this movie, I was expecting like. Griffin Gluck or whatever that guy's name is. Oh Gluck yeah, like Will like... Gluck or like yeah. David Leach or like... I said yeah, Griffin like... Gluck, dude. <laughs> I was I was expecting some That's so fun. fucked up. I love that guy. <laughs> some, I was expecting some freak to fucking a freaking like a derogatory like loser way. I just like some bum that can't do yeah. shit. I was just expecting some random guy on the street to direct this movie not, and i not uh, like like an edgar wright is, basically like <laughs> yeah edgar wright's like a real guy um, yeah, yeah and you know he misses had, sometimes but like he's a real director yeah, yeah but i i think uh you know all guys you know every guy misses you know yeah, i yeah. uh anyway. now what are you gonna say something <laughs> no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway uh you know shout out uh griffin glock your performance in american vandal will live on forever uh that's he's great in uh the... that pete davidson movie yeah big time adolescence i'm surprised oh, yeah. you've seen that um oh, <laughs> that's like one of those like young the... heaven movies that like yeah, we're, I watched, we're, friend, like, we're fans of pete davidson over yeah, here in uh, front of the pod um, pete d Okay, that's going to be a wrap on our episode. We will see you guys next week for episode 41. Uh, Yeah, we'll see you later. Bye.